When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live from the Built for Tough studio. Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan. Simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Tuesday morning. We are back here in snowy, wintry, windy New York City. After many, many days in Las Vegas, it does feel great to be back. It felt great to sleep in my bed and be in my home and to see everybody and to come back in here this morning albeit in a little bit of a messy commute but not so bad and we see the numbers for the Super Bowl on CBS the most watched television program in history not the most watched event as that was the moon landing apparently but the most watched television show in history so we'll talk about that and, of course, a terrible, terrible call last night that screwed Jalen Brunson and screwed the Knicks. And the Rangers are red hot, man. So when Steve Cohen tweets out after the Super Bowl yesterday, yay, it's finally baseball season. No, it's not. You sign like 15 schmucks nobody's ever heard of. You got the Knicks that are playing well, the Rangers that are playing well, the Islanders that are playing well. You got the stadium series coming up, and the NFL is going to be king throughout the offseason. So give us a reason to pay attention to your loser baseball team, and maybe it will be baseball season. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Jesus, man. You turned out to be like uh, angry this morning. No, not angry. At all. I no, mean, no, no. it's not like it. I'm not angry. I just that just annoyed me because we've got like think about like right now. Okay, what's going on? I know we what's got going the on. aftermath of the NFL. Yeah, you know we've got obviously the Knicks and the Rangers as I mentioned. Big things happening as we go into late winter into spring with the teams that are around here and the hockey teams and you got the stadium series. It was just like baseball season's finally here from the owner of the Mets yeah, that have done so. nothing this offseason. It's the quietest, most boring offseason in the world. It's not baseball season. It's just not. And don't give me pitchers and catchers or whatever. No, And then you got the, the GM coming out and saying they're not signing Alonzo, which we knew already, but it's just, it's not baseball season. There's, there's no reason to pay attention to you guys. Not a single reason at all to pay attention to the Mets. So I just thought that that was foolish. All but right. no, it's not well, angry. Right. Okay, not okay. angry. Just a statement. Just a quick statement. It, that's all. And, and it is a you know snowy kind of icy day. So yeah. it's a good way to start off with a negative yeah, yeah. No. thought. But it's not I, negative uh, at all. But pot. See, you saw it as negative. 
Well, because positive for all the good things that are going on. It was the last thing you said. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, my New York Rangers have won now five in a row. That's what I said. That's why it's not baseball season. But they have won five in a row, yeah. and uh, I wouldn't say they're still they're still not playing their best hockey, but they are winning. Uh, they are right there at the top of the league again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their their changes have to be made. So there has to be you know certain trades, much like the Knicks made trades. Now the Knicks trades, unfortunately, you know, really haven't had a chance to take hold yet because they're not whole as a team. Jalen Brunson, you're right, he got screwed. Let's face it. And, uh, you know, he's still trying to play, you know, through, I'm sure, somewhat of a sore ankle. Um, so they, they've hit a little dip right here. But um, I do think that the hockey teams are all going to make the playoffs. I believe that if they're all healthy, it's going to be a pain in the ass run to the finish this year. Uh, there's going to be a lot of physical hockey left to be played. And you're right. They do have the stadium series. And, you no, know, quite frankly, you know, I'm this Ranger fan. And I've been a Ranger fan since 1968. Uh, when the Garden opened, this present iteration of the Garden opened, uh, and I've been going to Ranger games for as long as I can remember. And out of the blue, you know, my my daughter falls in love with an Islander. Yeah. And it creates all sorts of issues for me, you know, because the Islander's owner is a, it's a very nice guy. And we both like John Ledecky, and he tries very hard. You know, I guess they had a game over the weekend, and he's sending me pictures of my grandkids with Sparky and everything else. I'm like, oh, was he? It was yeah, nice it's, of him it's to think very, of very, very nice. Thank you, know? you in that moment. Because like, we're in the Rangers, we don't have a mascot. You yeah. know, we don't have a Sparky. Sure, we don't have a what do they call the devil guy? I'm not even sure what they call him. We don't have Lucifer. Gritty. Lucifer is what they call. Is that what they call him? Yeah, L O U, and then C I F E R. We don't. We like Ranger fans. We don't. We don't have that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We have the team. We have the jersey. We have the original six uh, uh, history and all of that other stuff. So the Islanders, very kind, very. They have been trying so hard. They've been trying so hard to get me to. To, to go to their games, and here's their Stadium Series jersey. Oh, they sent you one. I got one as well. That's they awesome. They sent me a Stadium Series jersey. See, I was going to wear I, mine tomorrow. Look, you can wear it all you want. Yeah. But, you know, it's a Soroka jersey. Does it have my name on the back? No, it doesn't. And I want to say, you know, it's a very nice thought. It, it really, I mean, it's a very kind thought. Yeah. But I'm not rooting for you, so forget it. Well, that's it. Doesn't happen. I'm, rooting for my, I'm rooting for my son-in-law to do well. I will say that. I will admit that. Because I want his kids to be happy. Yeah. And I want them to buy into the whole thing because it's a great sport. It's a great environment to be around. And I think that uh, Winnie is starting really to understand that. But, you know, I- I'm sorry. I- I can't. I'll give that to an Islander no, fan. No, 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 no. I'll give it to an Islander fan. I'll decide who to give it no, to. No, no, so, no. I got no, I'll it. Decide, you know, I would give it to you. but you, We're going to give it to really... Pete right now. It would be so no, nice. I'm not giving it to Pete. Why not? Pete Pilotti. I No, I'm not giving it to Pete Pilotti. Why not? He's a Go huge Islander fan. I, yeah, but what has he done for me? Um, what can he do for you? I don't know. There's uh, Mike Fliegelman does a lot of stuff for me. That's true. He is an Islander fan. And he is one. an Islander fan. That's a good one. So I may, may give it to him. I'm not sure. I'll see. I may, I may just throw it in the garbage. I'm no, not no, no. Really sure. This is why I wanted what? to get it from you. Because I knew that that was an option. And that's why I said, I'll give it to an Islander fan. Because you, I don't trust. And you might just go out in Hudson Street and light it on fire. Yeah, listen. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a douche or any of that stuff. I like again, Mr. Ledecky's great. Yeah. I love the fact that he's sending me pictures, trying to drag me in. Hey, come over to UBS, be my guest. I'm like, for what? Rangers send you one of those jerseys? Uh, no, they have not. Okay, no. no. I, I mean, but uh, listen, I, I give the Rangers my money. Oh, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I, they're not going to give me a jersey, and I'm not looking for one either. By the way. 
But I'm just be nice. Oh, occasionally, they send you something. They, right? Listen, they That's don't have gesture. to. They don't have to send me anything. Okay. You know why? Because they have a, a gazillion fans. No, because they already got you by the balls. Jerseys. That's why. What's that? They already got you by the balls. That's why they don't why send they, you yeah, anything. Exactly. That's, That's exactly right. right. <laughs> so I mean, it is very tempting. Big blue because, hand. Because I, I I have a feeling that if I were an Islander fan. Man, we'd have carte blanche over there at UBS. Yeah, I guess at some point, and I'm not uh, denying that we did this, but at some point we told Peter Schwartz that the stadium series tickets would be a thing that we would get him if he was covered in fluff. So he's been bugging me for that now, and i gotta, I got to come through on that whole thing. So, uh, Mr. Ledecky, if you're listening, we've got to get the Schwartzes into MetLife Stadium somehow. Somehow, some way. Uh, man, I was looking at because uh, I don't, I don't like doing the bothering people for stuff thing. I really don't. And I was looking on just to buy like the verified resale tickets for um, the stadium series of yeah. Ticketmaster. Yeah, and I was like, I figured just throw the Schwartzes up on the top, right? Just you know, there's like three hundred dollars to sit all the way up at the top for the stadium series. That's good enough for well, them. The right? higher you sit, the better you see the game. No, that's why you well, gotta look at it. I guess. But then there's like, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars a ticket to sit closer. Damn. It's a little much. It's a little much. I mean, this is nuts. Now, is that just for one game or do you get both games? No, no, no. It's just the Islander Ranger game. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we haven't gotten anything from the NHL either promoting any of this. So we're kind of doing this on our own. And because the Islanders sent us these lacrosse jerseys. So I hey, just, hey, hey, what? hey, 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 what? hey. Be careful. The NHL keeps reaching out to me and they'll they'll say, uh, do you would you like any Rangers, Devils, or Islanders players? So I always respond, they go, Who you got from the Rangers? And then they write back, How about someone from the Islanders <laughs> or Devils? I go, no. Wow. The Rangers not very good that way. You know, they just But they're offering Rangers they first and when I say I, Rangers they, they don't need promotion. That's the thing. They don't need it. They they sell out the garden. The garden was rocking last night. They got a shutout win by Shesterkin, his first shutout of the year. Um, and I don't. I I personally don't think that they're even really remotely playing their best. Yeah, but they're still winning, and that's good. And uh, you know, I mean, this is. Uh, Could this be one of those things where they say they offer a Rangers player, and then they're like, "What Rangers do you have?" And then they reach out to Rangers staff. Say, hey, the WFAN wants. To put on a Ranger, and they go, we don't put Rangers on WFA. I mean, honestly, as much as I like all these guys, they are boring as hell. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean they, they are basically car, you know, cardboard, cardboard cutouts of each other. You know that. Well, how, yeah, how many hockey players? Period. Have a great personality well, I, for the radio. I, I know, I know one personally. I mean, he's a great guy, but I mean, you know, what's he going to say? Who, Matt? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's boring as hell too. I'm saying he's a great guy, though. All those guys, like. A Cal Clutterbuck, amazing guy yeah. away from a microphone. Hilarious, right? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Put a microphone in front of me. No, like, he hears just, just like he's a hostage. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it bores uh, the hell out of you. Name, rank, and serial number, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, we're going to work hard. Got to get pucks to the net. You know, got to get physical. Got to get those pucks out of the corner. Is that this weekend? Thanks, those appreciate games? it. Is that this I mean, weekend? That's it. Is that this weekend no. coming up? No. When is it? Just uh, Google it. Maybe the actual... It's like February. I'm th- I think it's this weekend. No, it's not. You sure? I'm telling you, man, this is sneaking up on me. These games. Because I kept sloughing off Schwartz with this, and now I got a... Sloughing off Schwartz. Stadium series. Uh, when is? When is the stadium series? Here it is right here. It is the 18th. Yeah. Which is what? 
this weekend. Is it this weekend? Yeah. A Sunday, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. Wow. And that's the Islander Ranger one. Is this. That's uh, is Sunday on a- ABC, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Damn. See? Stuff that was spend nine days in Vegas. You come back, it's uh, hey. almost March. Hey. <laughs> the hell <laughs> yeah but we had a good time no i know we did i'm just saying it's just like you, you forget when you get back you're like whoa <laughs> we spent a lot of time out there let's just, do a pitchers and catchers report oh my god i that can't oh, do you have any idea just drives me nuts it's the it's the dumbest thing in the world you think we're gonna be talking a lot about juan soto this year <laughs> yeah no i i think so but let's let's just let's get there opening day is a thing we love opening day that is fun the season starts Pitchers and catchers reporting means nothing, okay? And I think the reason why... I like when pitchers and catchers report. Don't stop. You're just doing that to be an instigator. No, No, I'm not. I know you hate it, but I like it. No, I I don't hate the fact that they're reporting. I just hate the fact that people make a big deal out of it because nothing happens. You got to remember, I had a 20-year head start on you. So, you know, I have have more, like, uh, you know, history associated with my sports fandom. So pitchers and catchers were always, you know, important to me. (laughs) You are so full of it, I can't even take you seriously. The reporting of the pitchers and catchers is a big moment in your year. Pitchers and catchers reporting. Remember last year when Verlander and Scherzer reported? Oh, it's great. Remember that picture when they were walking into uh, uh, the Mets facility there? That was one of my favorite reports of all time, really, if you think about it. How uh, excited we were for their reporting. Uh, But anyway, uh, how about CBS, huh? We killed it, man. It absolutely, you know, obviously the game, but... You know, Paramount, like I told you, put so much effort into it, every aspect of it. So over 120 million people on CBS. And then when you take a look at all the other areas like Nickelodeon and then you have Paramount Plus and you have Nickelodeon, uh, Nickelodeon, right? And you have all these other different aspects of, you know, the the number is just staggering. More than 200 million viewers, 200.2, watched all or part of the Super Bowl uh, across the networks uh, with the highest unduplicated total audience in history and up 10% from last year's Super Bowl. So, look, I, I think there's a Taylor Swift effect. I think there's a Patrick Mahomes kind of Tom Brady-esque effect. Well, a where, cl- close game at the end that goes yes. into overtime, too, is it helps no matter I was what. Th- I was thinking 10 o'clock Eastern time, the thing had a spike. It had a spike because, you know, people... Talking to each other, texting each other, following on social media and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, an unbelievable game, an unbelievable situation. And and really the discussion about the whole game really has come down to Kyle Shanahan not deferring in overtime, which is the first thing that I asked when we went on when we went on in the postgame. Yeah. Like I, I have no idea why you would defer. I still try to figure out and I appreciate him being honest and talking about it, but I also understand a lot of his players that didn't understand the rules. Which so is I, a problem. That falls at the feet of the head coach, That looks bad. That looks bad. And also Andy Reid, if you heard some of the, the reaction that Jerry was playing yesterday, how they had practiced certain situations and everybody knew what was going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a totally, and that was one of the advantages going into the game that we talked about was, was coaching. Not that Kyle Shanahan's a boob by any stretch of the imagination, but when you go up against the, the grizzled... Best coach that's still coaching since Belichick has uh, since uh, not had a job this year. I mean, when you're going up against Andy Reid, who now has his third Super Bowl, there's an advantage there for Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, if you just, again, if you go over it in your mind a thousand times, and I really don't care what the other analytics people may say, you have to take into account the way the game's being played and who's playing it. You know, this this wasn't Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos you were playing. This was Patrick Mahomes 
who has been pe- playing brilliantly and had a brilliant second half. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, when you think about where they were at the two-minute warning in this game, mm-hmm. you figure that San Francisco was going to win the game. And then all of a sudden, Steve Spagnuolo deals up a couple blitzes, a couple key tackles. Uh, they have to settle for a field goal. And remember, they missed the extra point. So now, by missing that extra point, all Kansas City needs is that field goal to tie the game. Absolutely. If that were a four-point lead, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been a whole different set of circumstances. And it would have been up to the 49er defense to keep the Chiefs, who would have gone four, four downs to try to get a touchdown and keep them out of the end zone. And they could have won it. Yeah, absolutely. And this was uh, it was just as, as tense as could possibly be there towards the end. And that's when guys like Patrick Mahomes shine the most. And I, I really do believe just, just watching him and seeing him in, in person – like th- there's just certain guys that in those moments they're just better. You know, they're better when the heat is turned up. And he finds something like you can't manufacture that situation unless you are in it. And then it's just like he has that that switch where he just locks in like he's not losing the game. Now I know he's lost the Super Bowl in the past, but this particular I mean, like he was postseason, right. like, he took off running for yeah. a couple times because he knew he had to get a first down. Uh, and it's just th- this particular postseason, it was as if okay, game tighter, certain situations are happening, adversity, whatever. Let me just find out where I need to go to win the game. I'll just I'll find it. Don't worry about it. I'll be good. I'll find it. I'll throw the winning touchdown pass. I'll run 16 yards here. I'll find it. Don't worry about it. And it's got to be amazing to to be a part of that. And that's when I see you know. And I it's a team game. I understand. Great coach Andy Reid. Great players. But when I see all everybody around the Chiefs and you know Clark Hunt talking about you know their third Super Bowl championship and everything, it it truly is thanks to one guy. Well, no, I don't know about that. I mean, when you think about... More uh, than the others. Yes, of course. That's why it's a quarterback-driven league. And, you know, I also thought that, you know, the regular season for them is a slog. Because they, as Travis Kelsey would put it, they get everybody's best shot. They got the target on their back. They are the two-time repeat champions. They want to go for three. They want that three-peat moniker, of course. And, you know, every team is going to come after them. And every team is going to try to knock them off their, their pedestal. So... Every game is going to be a slog. Now, I think that Rasheed Rice is going to be a big difference next year. Uh, he started to come on in the second half of the season. They'll draft probably another wide receiver if they don't sign one in free agency. Uh, they got a big question about Chris Jones because he's one of the better defensive ends in football, and he is a monster. He's going into his free agent year. Remember, he held out this year and missed the first game of the season because mm-hmm. he wanted that new contract, and they didn't give it to him. So there's something there's something there between him and the club because that contract would have been a massive contract had they truly believed in him. Like, I think they're afraid to give him like a hundred million guaranteed or 60 million guaranteed because they, they don't know about, I I think they don't know about the effort after that, after that. I, Hmm. I know he's one of the most important players in their team and they would never, ever come out and ever say anything about that. Uh, but there's no question when he wants to play and he puts the effort in, he is a he's a pain in the ass to deal with. He's that good. The question is, are you going to get that for 17 games? You know, and that's the other thing. 17-game season is a long, long season. And I think that's why the, the Chiefs season was dipping. It went up, down, up, down, up, down, lose to Buffalo, you know, lose to this team, lose to the Raiders. I mean, you say to yourself, how does this team lose to any of those teams? 
Well, you know, this season, you you miss guys for a couple weeks. I don't know. It's just, it's a slog for everybody. But, man, I I also thought kind of like Patrick Mahomes is a little bit bored in the middle of the season. And they put him out there with a bunch of wide receivers nobody ever heard of, except for Valdez, Scantling, and, of course, when they traded for McCole Hardman, who couldn't figure it out here with the Jets. That is I right. remember McCole also fumbled in that Buffalo game mm-hmm. out of the end zone. He did. Which kept, which kept that game close. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Super Bowl champions once again, as the uh, trophies just mount and mount and mount there in Kansas City. All right, Boomer and Geo just getting started on this Tuesday morning. We'll see Jerry in just a couple of minutes. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. That can't be a live shot out there. Stephen Waldron, CBS Sports. That was not a live shot in New York City, was it? No, that was not. Yeah, I mean, see, I think that's you're doing a bad job there. For the for the viewers that are in New York City that might be putting us on for the first time and they see that, they're like, oh, I guess it's not that bad outside. And then you find out when it's you actually... It's dark for a live shot right now. Yeah, okay, but then don't put a fake live shot up there because it is dark in that live shot. And you're like, oh, man, because it's snowing like crazy outside. It's a winter storm. You put that clear, beautiful shot out there. When we come back from break, I think it's deceptive. I think we're lying to the viewers. Live. Yeah, see, exactly. That's what they need to see is how gross <laughs> it is. nothing there. Look at that. It's ugly. It's just so bad. I mean, it's why so- you just show the, show the sphere again? That was good. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's just do that for the rest of time. And I got to tell you, I was, now, now that I'm thinking more and more about this Islanders jersey that I received. Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys on X, uh, Joseph Sheridan, actually sent me a great idea. He said, Boomer, don't burn the Islanders jersey. Save it to put in the freezer during the playoffs. Yeah, assuming they're going to make it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Now, Jerry, did you get a Devils jersey? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. no. Hmm. I'll tell you, man. What? You talk about frontrunners. I mean, I mean, the Devils couldn't wait to you know get us over there to call game and everything before they got Jack Hughes, Nico Heashear's guys. Yeah. Hey, guys, you want to come over and do a couple games? Oh yeah, they back to back years. They yeah. Asked, yeah. Now all of a sudden they, they get all these stars on that team and well, everything. Jerry, you're you're forgotten. They were also on our air at that time. They are now streaming only. They're streaming. Yeah, they're like St. John's. They don't have radio anymore. Like Columbia, when you were on the internet. Columbia did have radio for the first four no, years. No, but you were on the first internet for Columbia. You were on yes, the internet for the, the first Columbia. four years. We were on the radio, and you're right. The last six, we were streaming only. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that like you broke the barrier of streaming. <laughs> no, I don't think I did. I'm pretty you're sure like it was Guglielmo Marconi. When <laughs> you know, it came to I'm there telling was a you, lot you, of streaming you, prior to you 2010. You were the first streaming that is team, not true. and yes, you were on the internet. Were it's not true. Yes, you were. I was. Streaming before streams were streaming. That was not. That you were streaming, streaming before war. You know that. Uh, that is incorrect. I <laughs> wish I was the first one. That would be really cool, but I wasn't. Jerry Recco, you were streaming. Okay, I was, yes, for six years. That is correct. But the Islanders, the point is, Islanders very consistent. Always consistent, yeah. Yeah, very consistent. I mean, like, but it's the wrong team. Well, not for you, it's, it is. Mm. I mean, for, for me, it's not. For you, it is. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I love it. And by the way, now I got to compose this text message on behalf of the Schwartzes because I got to get them into the the stadium series. Because I guess we said, did we say that? I'm assuming we said he's not. Now let me answer your question. Did we, we said we we're going to get him stadium series tickets for the fluff. We definitely S- did that. Sounds very familiar. Okay. You also uh, you got an Anders Lee jersey, right? I did. Yep. Is it big enough to fit Big Pete? No. Based on the shirt that Al put on last. No, week. it is not. No. Hmm. No, nope. it was like a tent. <laughs> No, I mean, yes, really, I it, it was you, really big. You really have big. a graduation party under that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not uh, big enough for, for Pete. No. And I want it. I'm keeping mine. I'm going to wear it this week. Okay. Maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. Who knows? I'm wearing it before the stadium series game. Uh, all right. What do we have over there, Jerry? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And also brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. What do we have is a crappy ending for the Knicks last night in Houston. Five seconds to go. Green on the drive. Gets inside. Reverse block by Achua. They throw it up the buzzer. Almost an in, but a foul. A foul called on Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are stunned. And they should have been stunned because that's a garbage call and an incorrect call that wound up costing them overtime. I won't say the game, but it definitely cost them overtime because the uh, free throws would be made um, by Aaron Holiday. hit two of three, then I think missed the third one on purpose to run out the final two-tenths of a second that were left. And the Rockets beat the Knicks 105-103. What I was saying to Al before, what, what sucks about this whole thing is the fact that they can stop it, look at it to get the proper time right, but they can't look at the play. Which makes yes, no sense. I know. And this has been a thing for a while now. It's just, and that, and that's a call immediately after the game they say is wrong. Yeah. So in the moment, they'd probably look at it and say that it was wrong. Oh. Bad call. You know so. who they need? They need Dean Blandino, Mr. Dean Blandino, Mr. Where is Dean he Blandino. These days? I think he works for Fox. He works for Fox, yeah. Actually, the NFL should hire him back. He's the, the Fox 
Yeah, the Fox NFL referee guy. Oh, I didn't think he was done. I think the NFL should hire him back. I I really do. Not that I, I think the officiating is, you know, it's a little bit spotty here and there for the most part. But, I mean, in the Super Bowl, they let them play. If you go back and you, I'm going to take you back and I'll show you. There are a couple holding calls that they could have called on the offensive line, but they didn't. Mm. They let the fellas play. The fellas. And they really weren't involved in that one uh, holding call against the uh, Legere Steen, I believe it was, uh, in the in the secondary for the Kansas City Chiefs was a legitimate penalty. But for the most part, the penalties that happened were pre-snap penalties that you saw, false starts, that kind of thing. But there wasn't a lot of officiating involvement in this game, which was, I think we all can appreciate. 105-103 was the final for the Rockets. Here was Tom Thibodeau reacting to the call that was made uh, and the way it went for his team. Tough way to lose a game. You know, tough way to lose a game. You look at it, and you see exactly where we see. I mean, it's unbelievable. Not a whole lot. It's yeah. unbelievable, especially where he it said is he got him. Time. He got the body. Is that what he's saying? Um, so what they wound up saying, I don't have the exact quote, but what they wound up saying after looking at it was whatever contact was made was made after the ball was released and had no impact whatsoever on the shot, and a foul should not have been called. What are you going to do? There's 82 games in the season. Yeah. Here's Jalen Brunson reaction. Great call. Next question. What do you feel about uh, your closeout on that play? It was a great call. Next question. He did have 27. Oh, you know, he took my tact. Remember Dave Jennings asked me some questions? I said, next question, Dave. We lost. Good question, Dave. Yeah, (laughs) next question, Dave. (laughs) Uh, Dylan Brooks led Houston uh, with 23 points. Here was Aaron Holiday describing that play at the end. Just try to get the ball and get a shot up. I saw him tip it uh, and came close to me, so I just tried to get in and try to get a, make a three, and Jalen just ran into my chest and they called a foul. And so the Knicks now 33-21, and 21, the Rockets 24-29. and 29. Um, Usually we don't talk much about the Spurs because they're not very good, but last night, a uh, pretty cool triple-double. Brady Dick. Feeling picture went to Yeah, 27 points, 14 rebounds, 10 block shots as the Spurs beat the Raptors 122 to 99. That's some line. 27, 14, and 10 block shots for a kid that's improving. That guy is seven foot eight, for God's sake. I'm aware what he is, but we never see You just put him near the basket, just throw it to him. I, no, I know. I'm talking about the block shots. I just I, okay. It's not well, really impressive. But I'm not going to mention it yet again. Okay, never mind. Not impressive. Sixers beat the Cavaliers. Uh, T one. That's Cleveland's ninety winning streak. Spud well, that's seven eight. First of all, that's seven eight. What's he seven four? I think he's seven five. Was that I want right? to say seven six. Five. I want to say seven. Well, no. Just Google I mean, that's seven, seven eight. Five. Oh, but you said seven eight. That's in, that's incorrect. How long in his arms? I don't know. It probably makes him eleven feet tall. I have all no right, idea. that's what I'm talking about. Do not seven four. You well, go. you really exaggerated. I mean, well, I mean, but he's got four. really long arms. He's <laughs> yes, like Ralph yeah. Sampson out there. Uh, wing sm- uh, span uh, estimated at uh, eight feet. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. I'll never mention it so again. So how high are his <laughs> arms? Or when he puts his arms over his head, how tall is he? Okay, so we're talking about uh, <laughs> a wingspan. So it's ad- you're adding four more feet. Wing, no, that wouldn't work that way. I have no idea, man. <laughs> Wingspan's like from fingertip Here, to fingertip. Here's right? what you know. He right. can stand so up and dunk. Now, now put him up like this. Put, put him up. up over your head. 
Yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. So it's like elbow is like right at, right at the top of your head, right? Uh, it's at the temple. It's like All nine right, and so a half. Bit, what? Nine and a half feet. Nine and a half? Yeah, probably. Yeah, the, well, there you go, Jerry. Nine I'm still impressed. Ball he blocked 10 shots. It's pretty good, but huh. my bad. Uh, Net Celtics tonight. That's on the fan. Like St. John's plays Providence with tonight. His arms extended. The basket's only 10 feet. So uh, we've got pitchers that? and catchers. No one cares. But David Stearns did meet the media yesterday. Oh, this is great. Yeah, He was asked about uh, Pete Alonzo and the contract. Ex- I saw Evan How many yesterday. times are we going to ask David Stearns about the Peter Alonzo right. freaking contract? So how about we've this? We've already asked him 75 times. So we're Andy Reid met the media. The oh, wait, wait, wait. We're closing over something. You saw Evan in person yesterday? Or I on? saw him on, uh, on the clip they posted. Oh, okay. About what? Uh, it said that him and Tiki got really heated about the Super Bowl. Did they? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's what the headline said. <laughs> they argued a little bit, but I mean, they didn't get heated. But what are they arguing about? Um, the Mike Shanahan, not Mike. Kyle Shanahan screwed up the Super Bowl, made the wrong decision. He did. And Tiki said there was a lot more that went into it. It wasn't just that decision. And then Evan's like, you're wrong. Well, and that decision, well, I'm on Evan's Not a great decision, one. but he didn't lose the game because of that decision. So his How about beard your defense is, gets a stop? His beard is where it is now. He's got to go all the way through the end of September with that Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So he's, he's not go. trimming it? No. Uh-uh. I don't think so. He's no. not allowed to trim the beard. I don't know. It doesn't look like he is, though. It's starting to look like a Santa Claus beard. Well... It's, uh, whatever. He can pack some snacks in there when he goes to the <laughs> field. <laughs> I suppose he could do that. It does. It's not a good look, though. He look. Okay, that's he went thing. from looking mature to looking like a caveman now. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. It's crossed over. It looks awful, and I think your commercial really put me in that direction in terms of when I see him. He looks like he could be the caveman now when you and Phil get together. <laughs> Okay, how about your Rangers? Going the other way, Kako, Kako with Will Cooley. Kako, saved by Markstrom. And it's good! Will Cooley on the follow! And the Rangers take the lead! Yeah, snapped a scoreless game. That was Sam Rosen on MSG. They would get an empty net goal and a good start from Igor Shosturkin, who made 30 saves. Rangers shot out the Flames 2-0. Here was Peter Laviolette on his goalie. I thought Shesty played... A uh, heck of a game for us, especially when there's not a lot of work in the first, and, you're, and then you relied on more in the second, and then the third. They're pushing on a one nothing game. I thought he was he was really good. We're okay, gonna hope that this is the start of something special now. He's gotten all the bad play out, and he's worked with Benoit Allaire, and he's worked on his game. And here you go. That's that's a it was a great performance by him last night. But then you know the, the Calgary goalie again, another goalie comes into Madison Square Garden. And plays like the greatest goalie in the world. No, he didn't. Your goalie did because he didn't give up any goals. Uh, that's true. And your guy, uh, the other guy, gave up I one. Mean, I mean, we had like seven point blank shots for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> the Rangers have won five in a row, which is, I believe, the longest winning streak currently in the league. Devils beat the Kraken three one. Tyler Toffoli a power play goal in the first. Nico Dawes twenty seven saves. Devils and Predators tonight. Kraken and Islanders as well. All right, thanks, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live to the Ford Tough Studio. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So the Jets announced that they had the new jerseys coming out right after the Super Bowl, which apparently made everybody angry that they would choose that time to put out the, the jerseys. Now, I get irrationally angry about things in sports many times, but this one I did not understand why it was such a big deal that the Jets did that. I mean, I think their marketing department was probably thinking, like, okay, the season now after the Super Bowl's over, we're now thinking about the 2024 NFL season. So now let's put it out there. If the Jets had put that out at any point on any day, they would have gotten killed after the season that they just had. There is not a thing that that team can do that people are going to say, you know, free agency draft. If they have a good free agency, good draft, and won't even know how everything's going to work out. But if the experts believe it's good, then they might get a little pat on the back. But the franchise is not going to get any sort of love for anything like a jersey release or anything close, remotely close to it until they start winning some games. So, yeah, it happened right after the Super Bowl, but if it had happened, I don't know, today or tomorrow or the next day, the fans would be like, you losers, new uniforms, you could change the practice facility, you could change the uniforms, it's the same stinking crap year in, year out. I mean, you kidding me with this? Are you kidding me? And I do think, though, allegedly that they're going to be like the the alternate jerseys that they were wearing on opening night against the Bills like that, which are awesome. So that is a great choice. So even though they announced these new jerseys uh, at a wrong time, when you actually see them, when the fans actually see that they're going to go with that look, uh, I believe they're going to be very, very happy.
Because yeah, they, I, I think there's going to be a couple of other teams, too. Yeah, going through this. Right. I think the Texans are going to go through something. I'll tell you, the Texans' red uniforms are beautiful. I don't know if they'll they'll use those with their red helmet. Mm-hmm. And I think the Broncos may be doing something. Really? Yeah. New Broncos uniforms? I, I think. I, it, I heard the same things you heard down at the Super Bowl, and I, and I heard that there were three teams that okay. were changing. Okay. To do something else. Maybe, I don't know. I'll tell you, the Oilers uniforms that Tennessee wore look pretty cool. Yes, but you can't. I mean, is there any oil that comes out of Tennessee? No. Doesn't I, make I any don't sense, there may, there know? May be, there may be some fracking. Might be some fracking, but that's yeah. natural gas, yes. Can't be having putting natural gas fracking on the side of a helmet. Yeah, everybody get ticked off at that. <laughs> Apparently. You can put a battery on the side of a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> The 49ers up in San Francisco. I put a battery in there. Put a Tesla. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, I, what, I think like every throwback jersey looks better than the current version. And I don't know if that's because when you see a throwback jersey, if you're someone who has been watching the NFL for 20, 30, 40 years plus, that they remind you of your childhood and and first falling in love with the game, and that's why you like it more? Or you just actually aesthetically think it's better looking than the stuff that comes out now? I'm not sure the psychology behind that, but every single throwback jersey that a team puts on, I think looks better than their current jersey. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, and you know, when you take a look at the NBA and how many different jerseys that they wear for their teams, Ugh. I, I mean, that's just, just constant. Right. I mean, I don't know how much money they're making, on each one of these jerseys that they release, but it's it's insane. Oh, they're making money. Yeah, I mean they have to be you ain't for them it to keep doing it. Money, right? Yeah, I mean, and and there, if you just put on a game and there's no score bug up, half the time you don't even know. Like the, the Orlando Magic when they had like orange and yellow uniforms one time. I'm like, what? It's not even close. And the Timberwolves wear a lot of different uniforms. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like every every team. Well, the does. Nets, the Nets are Nets of yeah. They're they, trying to separate themselves. They are. They're trying. They're trying to separate themselves. Well, they are separated. They're at the bottom of the pile now. <laughs> Certainly, but yeah. So the Jets are going to uh, they're, they're going to reset this year. They're going to come back. Going to have some new jerseys, and everything's going to be great, right? Everything's uh, going to be great. Yeah, well, as long as all the cell phones are confiscated and everybody's, you know, on the same page and there aren't constant leaks out of the building. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, that's a chicken or the egg thing, isn't it? I mean, like, would they have had leaks out of the building if they if they had a better season? I mean, it's just like how many losing teams don't have drama coming out of their building? Very, very well, rarely. I mean, and, and the reason for that is... You know, either a player is unhappy, so go to the agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, either a coach is worried about his future job status, go to the coach. Or, you know, go to the general manager who's trying to protect his job. Yeah. I mean, believe me, there's plenty of people you can go to within every organization. Sit down with them, talk to them, ask them questions, and then basically write what they said. But you don't have to attribute it to to them specifically. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a, it's a save your ass spot. No matter who you are, oh. where you are, total save your ass yeah, spot. I, I think that old, uh, not the old, but the, the, the GM, Mike Lombardi, that I was hoping to get on out there in Vegas with us. So you guys can fight over Tua Tonga Vailoa? No, I don't really oh, care. Okay. It doesn't matter. I, mean, I just don't like people. I told you what I didn't I know, like about I'm kidding. That. I know. I'm just saying. It's but just the point funny. being, he makes a very good uh, 
uh, point about how the NFL is a protect your desk league. Mm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And there's really two people interested in winning, and that's the head coach and the general manager. Not not that the players the players want to win, of course, but everybody else in the organization is protecting their desk. Yeah, at least in his mind, and I would agree. Hey, Eddie, did you just get sent that St. John shirt uh, this morning or no? Because St. John's, I got to shout him out here. They sent me this beautiful zip up. I got. I was sitting on my desk this morning. When I came Why back is it for blue? Big. Are they blue? I thought they were red. They, well, they, yeah, they. they, they Why blue. are they sending you blue stuff? Because they have. Blue was one of their colors, man. Is it one of their main colors? That the yeah. red was their main color. Yeah, like they have like the the blue jersey with the red uh, lettering on it, like like Eddie has. They uh, have that. I didn't know they had that. Oh yeah, well they do. And, okay, and it's and I love it. I got a red. I got a red sweatshirt have back they there too. Always had it. Not always, no. Okay, but it's it's part of the. I mean, I know St. John's is red and white. That's yeah. what I know them as. But they no, this is part of their color scheme, man. Hey, they add a little blue to red and white. I kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. So St. John's Islanders, see, they get it. You know, they understand. They 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 appreciate their fans. They send you the Stadium Series jerseys. They get you excited for what's coming up. And there's some other organizations out there that just money grab and they just suck. Well, they don't have every to, cent. They don't, they, they don't have fans. to send you anything. They suck every cent out. Oh, the Giants, the like Jets, a liposuction of money. Right. <laughs> the Rangers, the Knicks. Yep. That's uh, right. They don't have to send uh, Yankees. No, they don't. They don't have to send you anything. They don't. They already got you. <laughs> there you go. Boomer and Geo coming to you live to build Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Yes, for the sphere, you got the sphere, Boomer. Here on CBS Sports Network. Did, Good you, ever job. Wonder, did you ever wonder why we never got on the sphere? What, the Boomer and Geo logo on yeah, the street? Yeah, something. Well, because I think it costs like $500,000 a minute or something to be on there. That's probably why. Oh, okay. And I don't think that Odyssey was going to pay for that. I figured they you know, look, I figured they had a deal with CBS yeah. and the NFL. I mean, because every time CBS showed the beauty shots of downtown Las Vegas, yeah. what did you see? The sphere. That, of course. And it's, uh, you know, believe me, you got 120 million people watching on CBS. So how many people and how many impressions of the sphere do you think there were? I, mean, I, I don't have the answer to it's that. It's hard, hard to calculate, but obviously lots and lots and lots is the answer. We had drones out there, over 160 cameras. It was uh, it was amazing engineering feat. And then where those stages were, outside the Bellagio Fountain. Mm. So when we were there on Sunday, I was just looking at it and saying, how the hell did they build this? It's incredible. It was, and I would imagine they're there taking it down as we speak. Right, and the Paramount Rock or Paramount Mountain, whatever it was, they have to take down. Yeah, they down. built that mountain too, yep. yeah. I have to take down all of that. I got this great picture. I think Stephen Waldron actually took it. This great picture of me, you, Drew Barrymore, and Ross Matthews with the fountains going off behind us there on oh, the Drew Barrymore show. It was really, it's really a great And Drew picture. got what she wanted. She wanted happiness at the Super Bowl. She, she wanted, did. She wanted love and the Super Bowl to come together. And with Taylor Swift and she got Travis it. Kelsey and with the Chiefs winning, she got everything that she had hoped for. You know what's amazing? And what's I, it's, that? It, an experience I have not had in a very long time because I just I don't enjoy attending football games. I like watching football games on TV. Don't like attending them. Should especially. Have told me I could have saved money for the ticket. You know what I'm talking okay. about. Especially at MetLife Stadium here. I don't like going to oh, MetLife Stadium. Okay, yeah. You understand that. Um, but it was great because of all these things. Because I wasn't, you know, Eddie and I are sitting there. 
We're having our uh, our food and our drinks. We're talking uh, the game. I heard you guys were eating corn dogs. We had a couple corn dogs before the game. Yes, that Is was that like the, the worst thing that you ate when you were yeah. in Vegas. There's two things that make me feel fatter than anything when they, when I eat them. One's a corn dog. Two is a whoopie pie. Those a two whoopie things. Whoopie pie. Those those that's rock bottom stuff. That's okay. rock bottom foods for me. Um, and actually, there was something there that was probably worse than the corn dog that they were that they had available, which is people were. You would dump chili inside of a Fritos bag with the Fritos still in it, oh. and then get a spoon and eat Fritos and chili together how out, many of, out of a bag. How many, how many porta potties did they have out there? Enough, you know, plenty. Did you use one? I did not. Actually, I I used one of the the trailer bathrooms. Oh, you did one of those, which are much nicer than the porta potties. Yeah. But anyway, back to the back to the point. When you're at the game and you're watching the game and you're talking football. All these things that people get mad at, you, you're completely away from it. So, like, I had the the only reason I found out all these things that people were mad at was through Al's show sheet or, you know, opening up X hours past it. So, like... Well, what were people mad at? All right, so I'll give you these things. This is It's insane to me. You know, because when you're at the game and you're like, man, this is awesome experience. The game's great. They're two great teams. You know, Super Bowl halftime show. Everybody's happy. So, all right, here's a couple things people are mad at. Usher getting too close to Alicia Keys, who is married to a man named Swiss Beats. Yeah, I know who Swiss Beats is. You know who Swiss Beats yeah, is? Yeah, and by the way, Usher got married after after halftime. He did, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so Swiss Beats, he can't be upset about that. He was not upset, but it was like this move. It's like when, when Al comes in, I'll have you do it to him. I'm doing something to Al? Yeah, I just want to show you the thing that they were mad at. So just uh, or I could do it to Al if you want me to do it to Al. I'd rather have you guys do it. Right, hold on, so I'll Al, be the voyeur. This is what we're gonna do. So this this was the move there, man. Al just stand in front of me. First All right, so Al standing in front of you. Yes, it was this. Well, I mean, so he grabbed her breasts. Well, like around her a little bit. Yeah, the behind hug. Behind hug. That's yeah. The behind hug's not a good thing. Yeah, and then she cocked her head back like. Oh. Well, they obviously had it planned. Yeah. So people are like oh. You know how you know that's that's someone else's yeah, woman. Yeah, but that that's the creative. That's Swiss people. Beats woman. That's the creative people. That's what they do. They, they just they, yeah, it's, yeah it's, you know, you know, just and uh, now everybody's swingers. all over it, and somebody on X is posting something, and yeah. everybody has to blow it up. All right, great. <laughs> so there's one. I see there's one. What's next? All right, what's next? Uh, Ice Spice. Familiar okay. with her now? Yeah, now I am. Yes. All right. So there are people claiming. Now, by the way, I'm because uh, sometimes you get confused here. Yes, this is not. Wait, I get confused. Yes, you do. Yeah, this is not from the Spice Girls. No, 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 no. I'm no, not what? saying. No, I. You get confused sometimes when I bring up these topics. Like it's coming from. These are my opinions. They're not my opinions. I am. I am telling you what I saw as a reaction. Because sometimes I put this stuff out there, then you start yelling at me, thinking that I'm the one who's saying it. So I'm just letting you know. Yeah, but here's the thing: you're bringing it to me. I can't yell at the people that are bringing it up. I can only yell at you. But just turn and look that way. Okay. <laughs> All, right. Okay. All right. So that I, yeah. Ice Spice, who is a uh, a popular artist right now, she was actually in that commercial that Gary V did for Starry, which I guess is a Sprite competitor. So Ice Spice, apparently, uh, she was wearing an upside down cross, and then did like horn things with her with her hands and people believe that she was 
sending satanic messages out from the box in which Taylor Swift was in. And she was also wearing Balenciaga, which was a brand that I guess was shamed or something for an ad campaign they had that people didn't like. That Celebrating had- Satan? Yeah. So, so all right. I, so, she, you know, here's the thing. So, Ice Spice apparently is a is a satanic <laughs> figure. Right, so, in so, so she's eyes. a satanic freak. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know if she is. I don't no, care. I no and you know what? If she's wearing a cross upside down, that is that is a direct insult to the people who believe. So she was. She was. And so indeed. she's trying to. So she's trying to. You know, get under the skin of the people that do believe in God and. You know, if she doesn't believe in it, I mean, fine. I I don't care. But if she's going to mock it, I hear Eddie breathing on the in the, on the yeah, mic. But yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but if she's going to mock it, if she's going to mock it, then that 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 I can understand why people would get upset at that. Unless she is a worshiper of Satan, and that is their symbol. So I don't think she, I don't believe that Ice Spice is a worshiper of Satan. I don't know what the hell she is. I don't even know what the hell she thought she was, what she was doing. Ah, who knows? I mean, she thought it was a fashion statement. All of a sudden, she's getting killed. And the reason why this was a thing is she was right next to Queen Taylor in the box. And, and like, that was like, ooh, that's why, yeah, why, would, why would Taylor Swift have this satanic, as you put it, satanic freak in the box with her? That's why it became a thing, you know? And she's so, I, I don't know. But that's what people are claiming. Okay. Well, all right, so that's people. I, I don't want to yell people at you. I'm not going to yell at you. Anything else on that list? Uh, anything else that people were angry at? Oh, I guess the the amount of times that Taylor Swift was shown, but like that's been a thing. But for me, like in the stadium, they showed her uh, once during the the post Malone uh, America the Beautiful, and which was right here, and they and and Blake Lively and her didn't know that they were on the. I mean, screen. they can show Blake Lively as much as they possibly can. <laughs> See, there's Ice Spice right next to right next to Taylor Swift, and then she's hugging. Yeah, hugging Ice Spice. Look at this. This is yeah. This is this is why. See, and then there's her there's her cross or whatever, her upside down cross that her. Right, right, I don't know. This whole thing. Is so <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. All I'm right, just throwing it out there. And, and uh, the amount of and so in the stadium. Uh, we saw that Blake Lively thing, and then we also saw her chugging when they put her up on the screen. But that's great. I think that's that's she's a football fan now. Yeah, yeah. Like that's I, what I mean, like the offensive linemen would do when they go to hockey games. They put them on there yes, and they chug. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Mangle would be screaming at the Dallas Stars at the Ranger game and completely knocked uh, Klingberg off his game. I loved it. Hey, by the way, um, I would just say that in the AFC Championship game, Taylor Swift made the CBS broadcast. For 38 seconds. Yeah, we actually have a number on how many seconds in the Super Bowl as well. I'll just take a look at Al's notes here for one second. I'll tell you exactly how many. She was shown for 54 seconds during yeah, the Super I Bowl. Mean, so, and, and the Super Bowl lasts, what, four hours? It, the the, the game show was four and hours and eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So she was shown for less than one minute of a over four, well, four hours and six minutes of airtime. That is correct. And I understand, like, you want to show her. Well, the CBS has to, yes. Yeah. They have to, they want to. It would be silly for them not to. You know, I was uh, I was told that, like, uh, when Taylor was in Baltimore, mm-hmm. initially Baltimore did really wasn't going to accommodate Taylor. And then they finally accommodated her with the suite and everything. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. And and then what do you, she, wait, 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 so hold on. Before you get to the next part of this, they didn't want to because she was a Chiefs fan dating Travis Kelsey. I think she was trying. They were trying to sell the suites, and they were like, you know, I'm not going to accommodate somebody, you know, 
But, kind of but like I, Travis Kelsey bought the suite at the Super Bowl, you're telling me that they yeah, don't have yeah, to yeah, buy yeah, the I, suites at the, the let, other let, games? Let me explain something to you. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think anybody's buying anything. I think that's all a ruse. You know, I, I told you about Patrick Mahomes. He's He's got a bank out there that he supports, and in, the, in his contract, I believe, the bonus is if you take your team to the Super Bowl, we buy the Super Bowl suite for your family. Oh, okay. Um, and by the way, uh, you know, Taylor Swift was on the 50-yard line. She was indeed on the 50-yard line. You know, the NFL wants her there. That's what I believe. All right, so... But anyway, I, going back to Baltimore, yeah, I don't yeah. think they wanted to accommodate her. And then she did get accommodated, which was fine. Um, the point was that she was not going to go on the field after the AFC Championship game. But you she know, did, right? Well, she did. Yeah. Because then, then all of a sudden, now you got to bring security with her. Mm-hmm. Like, who? who is... Like, she has some uh, bodyguards, but... I mean, you you need a ring of security around her. Yeah, because you, you don't. I mean, look, football fans are nuts. Yep, we know that. I saw a bunch, you know, at the uh, the the Baltimore Union train station. You t- I saw a bunch the other night at the Virgin Hotel. Yeah, that one elevator in one freaking elevator because the other three were broken. <laughs> yep, you're surrounded by them. I mean, like, so I could see, uh, you know, why. You're not going to be wanting Taylor Swift in the middle of all this nonsense. Sure. Now, when she's at a Kansas City Chief party, I'm sure that there is security there, but the real security is Travis. Yeah, indeed. Right. And then now it's the end of the season, so he can really get his hands dirty if he needed to, and he's got plenty of time to recover. All right, so here's a question for you. Is she going to the Kansas City Chief parade, or is she going right to Australia for her, uh, her next concert series, and is Travis going to... Australia. I think he'll meet her there at some point. I don't. My my guess. I obviously have no idea. My guess would be that they had their great night, Super Bowl, everything else, celebration. Now she's Calm gonna, down. Of course, a hundred percent. I mean, that's that's uh, nothing's been more of a lock than that in the history of the world. I would think than Pound Town after that game, and then uh, yeah, I think that she'll go to. I think I don't think she's going to be around for the parade. I think that Travis is going to do his thing for the parade. Have you seen anything uh, about uh, Taylor and the parade, Al? I have not. I mean, if she went to the parade, that would be. I mean, I don't just think imagine so. how those chief fans would just react to that. Yeah, I know, but there's just so there's millions and millions of people. I, I don't think that she she would. So another thing that I totally didn't understand was happening, and it was was I guess the uh, people were a little uh, upset that um, that Tony Romo was talking too much at the end of the last play. Now, did you hear the call? Um, no, we were getting ready. Yeah. You know, for our post game says I don't. We saw the play. I, I we did not hear the call. Okay, because I I did not hear the call either. But uh, there was uh, you know requests from uh, Jerry's got the call, so we could listen oh, to the call. Here comes Jerry. Here comes Jerry. Let's hear the call. Hi, Jerry. So I guess the criticism was should have well, let it breathe a little more. So it's interesting you say this because um, we you're a professional it. broadcaster. What did you think? I thought that the play was clipped. I thought it was edited, and I was trying to figure out why it was skipping. Give me one second as you guys talk. I'm going to load up the play because it sounded like Jim Nance is doing the call, and then you hear Romo, but I thought, like I said, I thought something in the recording skipped, but it turns out that that was him talking over the game-winning call. Yeah, so if you just give me one second, I just got to find it here because... Where are your headphones, Palmer? I I forgot them. You know that earpiece thing that I have? You lost it? No, it's in my bag that I brought back from Vegas, and I left it in my bag. Yeah, you you when you when you you tap in like one or two times before when you don't have the earpiece, and then you put the headphones on. Yeah, it's funny looking. 
All right, here's the here's okay. the game winning touchdown. Now, I don't have <laughs> I don't have everything after it, but I'll be happy to get it for you for next hour. Yeah, because yeah. he then talks for a long time. But if you hear the clip, he's kind of talking over Nance a little bit. The seventh longest game in the mm-hmm, history. Not that one. This one. Hold on. Sorry. Of course, I pulled the wrong one. First and gone. Mahomes swings it. It's there. Hartman jackpot. Kansas. Did you hear in the beginning? He's yeah, talking over him. First and gone. So like when I first heard that, I'm like, where the hell is it? Like, where's that noise coming from? Well, yeah. It's Romo talking over Nance. Mm. And then the way I understand it, which I got to pull up the NFL Plus app to get the rest of the call. I guess as soon as Jim finishes the call, he doesn't just, let it breathe and he goes right into. That was the thing that I had yes. heard was that. It's just like, you know, let the picture tell the story. And the field goal Good. try for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to make that happen at all. I was really trying to have a discussion about the, the call. Benateri's field goal Good. try for the win. First and gone. Mahomes wins it. What is, what is Romo trying to say there? Did they just won the Super Bowl? Is that what he's trying to say? I guess that's what he's saying because he probably sees the play developing and he sees yeah. the whole McCall Hardman wide open. Yeah. <laughs> just like you saw. The ball developing right through the uprights. And and field goal try for the win. Hey, Eddie, why don't you play the Plaxico Barris touchdown? Oh, that, oh yeah. Why don't you play that one, you jackass? <laughs> <laughs> I have to find that one. Yeah, okay. That one's not at his, in his fingertips. <laughs> and the reason why Boomer would like Eddie to play. Down here, jump ball, one-on-one. Ellis Hobbs, Plaxico Burris. Game could be won by the Giants because that's the lineup right now. One-on-one, Plaxico and Ellis Hobbs to your left. Burris is to the left, and here is Manning throwing for the end zone. Touchdown, Burris! Plaxico, Burris! Was wide open. The left side of the end zone. Only his second catch of the game. And the Giants are back. With only 35 seconds remaining. What an incredible drive by Eli Manning and the Giants, and what an incredible job by Eli Manning recognizing what I saw up here, and that was Plexigo Burst one on one. Ellis Hobbs, this is the part of the field. By the way, it would have been nice if Marv would have referenced Boomer. Nice call. Yeah, yeah he didn't have done. Why well, should have? You yeah. just said it to him. No kidding, but I don't think he heard it. Well, that was you were Romo before there was Romo. That was outstanding. Thank you, Jerry. Hmm. Somebody around here appreciates greatness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, I was just. I'll about try and get the whole thing for you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, it is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We'll uh, talk to Jerry in a couple more minutes. Here, as he's got his update. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. 
Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, one of the interesting things about the Chiefs winning back-to-back Super Bowls, you know who was not a part of even one of those Super Bowls. I do. Who is that? Tyreek Hill. That's right. They took him out of the mix, and they still won the Super Bowls. As great of a football player as Tyreek Hill is, and how he changed the dynamics of the game, <clears throat> the game on the field. Off the field, I don't know. This goes to show you, uh, you could you can lose one of the best players at his position in the league and still win without him. I got a question for you: If they lost Travis Kelsey and not Tyreek Hill, do you think they would have won the two Super Bowls back to back? Nope, I don't. Interesting. I think I think Travis Kelsey is one of those rare, rare athletes who is at the point in his career of probably the last five years since Patrick Mahomes got there, where like he is just completely out of his mind when he's playing football. I mean, like, he's an all-in guy. There is no there's no filter. There's no... I mean, he is just balls to the wall the whole time, the whole game. Alright, uh, Jerry is back with us. He's got uh, more sports. What's going on, Jerry? Alright, well, we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. CBS Sports Network is showing uh, highlights from uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. So I did go back and find this final clip for you. And yeah, I didn't realize that Romo was trending in this direction and because of this. So this is the full call of the touchdown to McCall Hardman that won the game on Sunday night. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hardman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special... This was the Andy Reid special we talked about. He was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for his one Super Bowl. Never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. It's a very verbose. I mean, like, I guess the you'd what you'd want ideally is some time when you're watching the the broadcast unfold. Some time after Nance's final call, you watch it, and then with the replays a few seconds after that, Tony can go into his whole thing. That would be, I guess, the one. Some people like it. Some people don't. That's all there is to it. Yeah, sort of like rum raisin ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not Ooh. a big rum raisin See, guy. I, and I love it. I love rum raisin ice cream. A Haagen-Dazs rum raisin, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a black raspberry guy. Okay, From fine. Friendlies. Yeah, nice choice. Yep. From Friendlies. Still have a Friendlies going strong in Sayville. I think, like, I think, and in East Islip, too, I think. Really, there's one there Still as making well. the fribble. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. What's friendlies without a fribble, man? I always love about that. They would give you the fribble and then the extra. A little extra fribble. <laughs> they would, yes. In the stainless steel yeah, cup. Right. <laughs> there was always a little extra in there. Always extra fribble. Uh, meantime, Patrick Mahomes was on ESPN Monday. He was at Disneyland. I don't think Disney World. I think Disneyland celebrating the championship. And he says, sure, we did well and we did a lot of good things on offense. But man, oh man, our defense deserves a ton of credit. I knew if, I, if they kept us in the game, we would make plays in the end. And that's kind of what happened in that last game is... They kept us in the game that whole entire first half. We were able, we were able to get something going after I threw that, that silly interception at the start of the second half. Well, they did get something going, and they wound up winning the game. And you also had uh, another storyline that came out, which we played the clips yesterday. Uh, Eric Armstead said uh, the night, well, at least he didn't know of the new overtime rules. Kyle Juszczyk also said the same thing, uh, that it was never brought up. So on ESPN, Dominique Foxworth says, okay, guys, stop talking. But that, man, that's, that's uh, I'm not sure what to say. Um, Andy, Why? Yeah. <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> for, for the record, Andy hey, over, Reid. Overshare. Over, don't, don't, don't overshare. Don't ever overshare in well, life. That's Jeff Saturday there at the end saying, mm-hmm. you know, I think the, the point for a lot of people was they were kind of outing their coach for not being prepared when the Chiefs were saying that they talked about it, knew it, and had had they got down a touchdown, they said the game plan was to go down, score, and go for, for two. two. And yeah. not yeah. have that yeah, third here, score. Here's another thing, too, I was thinking about was, all right, the 49ers forced the Chiefs to kick a field goal to tie the game to put it in overtime. Mm-hmm. So maybe Kyle Shanahan's thinking, you know, my defense can hang here. They're not going to give a touchdown. So I will take the ball first, assuming that I, at, at worst I'm going to kick a field goal. And then at worst for the Chiefs, they're going to kick a field goal. Just don't give up the end zone. Just don't give up the end zone. Then we'll get the ball back and we'll kick the game-winning field goal. Yep. Theoretically, he wanted the third possession, but... Man, it's Patrick Mahomes over there. Oof. Didn't go so good. Um, we listen to the Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco podcast often. Yep. So I guess, I don't know why, but uh, apparently Shannon was the target of comedian Mike Epps. I'm not familiar with him, but whatever. He uh, he did a routine last week or recently that got recorded and posted all over at the place on uh, social media where he did uh, acknowledge the fact that uh, Shannon Sharp apparently invited him I guess on the show. So it, the audio is not great, but I'm going to play it anyway. Listen closely. Just make sure, Eddie, I didn't miss anything here with the beeps. That Shannon Sharp called me trying to do an interview. I said, no, Medea, I ain't doing no interview. So you can sit across from me and look at my balls. I'll sit down. <laughs> so he called them my dear. No, I think Medea. Well, th- doesn't that mean like my dear? No, no, no. That's not what that means. No, I think Medea is a Tyler Perry character. Okay, um, where Tyler Perry dresses as an older okay. woman. Fair enough. So that's where the "you would see my balls" reference yeah. would come from. So yeah. Shannon uh, says, "Got wind of this, obviously." Mm-hmm. And said that last night. We have to discuss this, and you know who you are, mofo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm calling you a mofo now. Yeah. When I see you, boy, I promise you, I'm gonna pull up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pull up, and yeah. I'm going to see if you bought that, because yeah. I'm, I'm bought it with you. Me too. He wasn't happy with this, uh, insinuating that he's gay is essentially what he's saying. That this is where this is the whole thing. This whole thing is so convoluted. I had to go back yes. and listen to Wait, everything in sequence. Yes. So the, the comedian making the Medea reference yeah. means that, that he took that as he was calling him a gay person. Did he? Yes. Well, these are things that we can't understand. I just, I and figure, all I know is that if he rolls up on you, 
Get ready, because he's going to roll up on you. And he says, why would you do this? What do you get out of calling me gay? You feel good? That makes you feel good? Because you're saying things to on the radio behind your screen that you would never say to my face. What's the likelihood that Mike Epps would have said what he said to my face? So Zero. You've got probably <laughs> Zero. Now, you notice Chad yes. hasn't said a whole lot. Yeah. Well, just Chad come in. I thought you were gay. I know. No, 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 no. Mike Epstein posts on social media, and maybe he did say something, but yeah. from everything I saw, he didn't. Here was Epps posting on social media. Hey, hey Ocho, zip it. Now, Ocho, you shut up and go get some eyebrows. You looking like a whole milk dud sitting there agitating. We watched the white boy kick your ass on TV. So you shut up. What is this? Who's the white boy on? I don't know. Ass? I don't know. What is that? Just, I'm just uh, I'm just picturing this segment being put up on digital on WFAN's X account. It says, <laughs> uncool old white guys break down black beef. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. Uh, <laughs> I, the whole thing is bizarre. That, this has to go back. There's, there's got to be goes other back things to, here. I, and I don't know what this means. It goes back to Cat Williams. What the hell does that oh, mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. All right, so, so Cat, is, well, Cat Williams was on the other Shannon Sharp podcast, Shay Shay, right? Club Shay Shay, Club Shay Shay, and and Cat Williams basically took out the the uh, Gatling gun, took out all of Hollywood during that thing. So was he uh, as part of this? Go. Maybe he might have been. I mean, I know that like Ice Cube was a part of it, and some of the Bernie Mac, some of the kings of comedy, Steve Harvey was a part of it. So, so maybe was Kevin Hart attacked by this too. I think I mean, was the Cat, Cat Williams went I mean, after everybody. Okay, and, but and what did Shannon do? Did he agree with him, or did he just give him the platform to say what he wanted to say? I don't know if he agreed with him as much as maybe he didn't challenge him enough. I don't know. I don't know why these guys would be upset about it. But I mean, why not go after Cat Williams as opposed to Shannon Sharp? Unless I don't maybe know. it's the platform. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. But. Uh, yeah, you had that. Uh, what else? Let's get to the Knicks. They wound up losing to the Rockets last night. 105-103. Aaron Holiday hit a couple of free throws with like two-tenths of a second to go after a really bad foul call on Jalen Brunson. So much so that the officials said they made the mistake after the game, after seeing it on replay. Here was Tom Thibodeau. Brunson did nothing wrong in this spot. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you look at the film, you see it. So... It is what it is. And he would have been, had every right to go off on the officials. He didn't do it, though, basically saying things happen. They have a job. They, they're, they have to control and manage the game. That's their number one responsibility. So they have to use their judgment. Right? And I have respect for that. So didn't go our way tonight. Nope. Uh, in the loss, Brunson did have 27. So the Knicks now 33 and 21 on the season. Uh, also of note last night, the Sixers beat the Cavaliers 123-121 as Philly snapped Cleveland's nine-game winning streak. Uh, and in the battle of the best teams in the West, the T-Wolves beat the Clippers 121-100. Nets Celtics tonight. And you've got St. John's playing Providence tonight. Uh, Baseball-wise, Mets GM David Stern said a contract extension for Pete Alonso. Unlikely with Alonso entering this final year. I, I'm, I have to. He talked yesterday if you i will never mention him again i mean how long have we been talking about this yeah and, and, and then he spoke long, yesterday and how long have we all said that boris is not going to let pete alonzo sign a contract I, right so he was acknowledging the fact and he but mentioned how many boris times is, as david stearns said this in fact thing i don't know he doesn't he hasn't spoken the last month he spoke yesterday 
I mean, it's, no one cares. Hey, Boomer, smile. Cleared out by Truba. Anderson back for it. VC on him, blocks it, takes it away, and scores! What a play by Jimmy VC to wrap this one up! Yeah, 2 nothing there with the empty net goal earlier in the game. Will Cooley scored in the second. Rangers shut out the Flames 2-0. Third and fourth, are, uh, you know, line guys doing and, their thing. And here was Peter Laviolette on that. I thought his line is, you know, they've been producing. They've been... They've been a real positive factor, I think, in our lineup. The Brodzinski, Cooley, and Kako line has been really good. Just as you say. Yeah, well, I was just like, hey, guys, uh, you know, maybe the rest mm-hmm. of the team wants to show up. Now, they've won five in a row. They're yeah. the hottest team in terms of winning uh, in the NHL as we speak. But I don't necessarily know that they've played their best hockey. Is Izzo here? we got to get Boomer some breakfast. I have not seen him. we got to get him. It's probably uh, WFH day because of the weather conditions. Well, well, hold on. They sent an email basically saying, if you can work remote, work remote tomorrow. So there's really nobody here. Wait, wait, they did say that? When did they send that email? Your company email. Who who sent it? Odyssey. I don't know who exactly it was. Do you remember? Was it it Lame Duckskin, our program director? (laughs) No, it was was HR. <laughs> no, oh. it was someone from HR. Yes. All right. All right. So you know, can't we work remotely or no? We could have. Yeah. I don't want to. I do not want to ro- work remotely. I, I would. I would stay if I couldn't get in. I would stay at a hotel because that, that's such a pain in the ass to set up all that stuff yes. and then to go through CBS. It just. It's. We have to be here. We need to be here. That's like when you were trying to set up your. That little dicky, little dicky, exactly, and they blew you off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not. But you made it was happen. Dicky at the Super Bowl. He was. Uh, he was so, yeah, he was we on saw Radio him Row somewhere, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was at Radio Row. Yeah, little dicky. I don't know if he went to the game, but he was definitely at Radio Row. Mm. Uh, and the Devils, uh, they beat the Kraken three-one. All right, thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio. Hi, Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So, Alicia Keys, something I didn't even notice when I was up in the stadium. Did you guys notice while she was singing and during the halftime show that her voice had cracked? I did not. I did not notice in the stadium that her voice. I guess she made a mistake or her voice cracked or she hit a a bad note when she first started. Uh, but apparently, she did. But if you go to YouTube and you replay it, they have cleaned it up. And I'm thinking, that's kind of lame, isn't it? Like, what? imagine if, like, the fumbles in the game, they aren't cleaned up when you go to the highlights, right? Yeah, but like I told you, these are creative people, and they want to make sure that it sounds right. They don't want anybody to get embarrassed. And by the way, these performers all do, according to everything that I've read, this particular performance for free. Yeah, that's right. They uh, that, that has been a, a thing. Um, but I just, what I don't understand is, all right, this was the most watched Super Bowl in the history of television, most watched TV program in the history of television. So that means that there were more eyeballs on this halftime show than, most likely at least, than any other halftime show. We all saw it. We all know what happened. But you're going to go back and put, change it on YouTube? It doesn't mean that the live moment didn't happen. It's like vacating a championship in the NCAA sports because, you know, they were paid a player back in the 1995. Stupid. It's just stupid. 
I mean, like, you know, cause, and we also, we do this every single day. Well, we make mistakes on the air. We got to correct them right away, right? We try. I don't ever remember. I know some people say don't post that particular thing, maybe because it's too, you know, CBS doesn't like some of the stuff we'll put out or whatever. Like, don't put that out too risque or something like that. But, like, we're never, like, you know, clean up that mistake. You know, like all of a sudden it's like a dub, a, a, a dub movie. We're sitting here and, and making a mistake and then dumping it over to make sure that we didn't make that mistake. That doesn't happen. Just live with it. Live with the mistake, will you? Alicia Keys, uh, Piro in College Point. What's up, Piro? Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Hey, Boomer. Yes. The last couple of days we keep hearing about how Mahomes is approaching Jordan yep. when it comes to greatness. Mm-hmm. And it annoys me because Jordan isn't really the gold standard. It's Wayne Gretzky, and it's not really close. Well, just a different sport, and just uh, I think uh, the NBA tends to be more mainstream, and you and I both know how great Wayne Gretzky is, and from a hockey perspective, uh, it'll never be touched. We know that. Uh, we know that the championships, the scoring, the assists, the whole thing, um, we, we, we recognize that. But I think in mainstream sports media and parlance and discussion, Michael Jordan is considered you know one of the most uh, competitive intense individuals to have ever played a sport. Yeah, I mean, I think that anybody who's a hockey fan and generally a sports fan knows that, but there's just, there's more people who know Michael Jordan and at that time, the NBA was as popular as it ever has been. Yeah, I, you know, you go Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Patrick Mahomes is approaching that if he isn't already in that stratosphere. Yeah, I mean, Jordan's just Jordan. You know, that and, guy. Gretzky, and Gretzky's just Gretzky. Right, of course. But I think that when you're talking about, if you're you're putting them all ranking as far as like the, the most people you, know about his accomplishments. Do you count Olympic gold medals? Um, like no, Katie, what I'm, what I'm talking Katie about. Ledecky or Michael Phelps or, you know, Mark Spitz. I mean, you know, <laughs> no. on and on and on. But if you talk about like Q rating stuff, like we were talking about, like who's the most famous Canadian and those things, I yes. think when people compare to Jordan's because every... Most people, because uh, when you say Michael Jordan, they, it, it, when you uh, stop about anybody Tiger, on the about street, Tiger Woods, yeah, another one, mm-hmm. of course, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, everybody knows those. Jack guys. Nicholas, the Golden Bear, yes, who set the gold standard? He did. Who walked in on a, uh, one of your friends duping? Yeah, Golden that was Bear. a very, very interesting day. Yeah, he met his hero while he was taking a dupe and looking at his uh, emails. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he looks up, and there he is, the golden Whoa, bear. hey. How you doing, Jack? Nice to meet you. Ah, <laughs> sorry. You too. <laughs> uh, Chris and Hal. What's going on, Chris? Yo, guys. I was just wondering if um, reality has set in yet about this being the slowest time of the year for you guys in sports talk radio. It's never slow for us, Chris, because we, we can make chicken salad out of chicken, you know what. So Yeah, no, you, you guys are great. You're great for sure, but... I know there's a lull in in the radio uh, sports world. No, I yeah. don't know about that. We got pitchers and catchers coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Chris, listen. There's there's and you're a, a great listener and caller, and and you you talk to us all the time. There's no doubt in the sports world and New York sports world. Uh, there's there's less sports to talk about now. But what's a good thing is that the Knicks are tremendously relevant. The Rangers are tremendously relevant. The Islanders are as well. The Devils. Uh, so there, there is that going on, which we haven't had as much as that uh, in the past, uh, in the recent years, where a lot of, like the Knicks and the Rangers last year was one of those years where they were both playing really well. But yeah, with us, 
man, we're just whatever. Sometimes the, the best shows that we have are the ones where there's absolutely nothing going on in sports because we're not tethered to uh, to anything. Yeah, I mean, even though it was the Super Bowl, we, I mean, we have discussed Alicia Keys and Usher and all of that kind of stuff. All that morning. stuff. Yes. All that stuff is ripe. Over and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Top Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We got a blizzard on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. A blizzard. As uh, I'm looking at the uh, live shot here from CBS Sports Network, hopefully the roads have been treated by our fine sanitation workers, and it'll be uh, the roads won't be so bad uh, driving home. But uh, there you go. I, the, the worst drive I've ever had in the snow. And I was still going to Hofstra commuting. It took me what normally was a 35-minute drive. I am dead serious about this. From Hofstra back to where I grew up in my parents' house, four hours and 40 minutes. Because it was a storm that just sort of happened, that people thought wasn't going to happen, was going to miss us. So the roads were completely untreated, and it dumped, and there were accidents everywhere. And then when you started moving, you could only go like 10 miles an hour. If you started going faster, everybody's just fishtailing and going everywhere. Four hours, 40 minutes from Hofstra back to Bellport. So maybe I'll get a challenge that number today. We'll see. You don't remember what type of vehicle you were riding in? Um, I believe a uh, Volvo. I was driving a Volvo at that time. Eh, good save car for the weather, right? Absolutely, yes. Yes, I, I, I really enjoyed that that car, very much so. Uh, all right, so <clears throat> the Super Bowl favorites for Super Bowl 59 are, of course, out, and you can bet on them now. These are the teams that everybody has identified mm. already. And the sports books are saying that, that these are the top teams. Now, the first two, you can probably guess. Yeah, the 49ers and the Chiefs. That's right. Yes. How about that? Oh, who do you think has got the better odds? The 49ers. 49ers. They absolutely do. Now, why do you think that is? Uh, maybe because they're in the N- NFC. I don't know. Harder, yeah, yeah in the NFC. And it's hard to three-peat, right? That's a tough thing to do when yes. three in a row. Yep. Uh, so the 49ers plus 500, Chiefs plus 650. All right. So now, can you give me the next four? Give me the next four. All right. How about the Lions? The Lions are in there plus 1,200. They are number four on the list. How about the Cowboys? The Cowboys are not on the first seven of these. All right. How about... The Ravens. The Ravens are third, plus 900. Bills? The Bills are tied with the Lions at four, at plus 1,200. How about the Bengals? There you go. You got them. The Bengals plus 1,500. Uh, there there you go. And uh, if you go, you scroll, you scroll, you get to the uh, the New York Jets. All right. So where, first of all, where are the Jets and Giants on this, uh, on this list in particular? All right. The Jets are plus 3,000. So what number would that put them at? All right, so I'd have, I'm going to have to count here because there's oh. there's teams that are tied, right? Yes. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're tenth. Wow. But tied for tenth, meaning that there's lots of teams. All that right. So how many teams are, are tied. tied at that number? Uh, tied at that. Well, there's three that are tied at that number, but there's two that are tied at 2,500. Uh, two that on. are tied I, at two. I, plus I, I, I get it. So, what number is the what number are the Jets? They're tied for tenth. 
They're tied for 10th, and what's their number? What's Plus 3,000. All right, so who are the teams that they're tied with? The Chargers and the Rams. Oh, yeah. Was... And the Jaguars. Sorry, there's four of them. And the all Jaguars. Right, well, those, those are all teams that have legitimate shots, I would say. Yeah. Fair. Fair. And where are the New York Giants? Hmm. All right. They are uh, tied for second to last. They are tied with the Washington Commanders. Uh-huh. They are tied with the Carolina Panthers, or are they last? Carolina Panthers are dead last at okay. plus 25,000. And then you've got four teams that are tied for plus 15,000. All right, so that's the Giants, the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots. Patriots, yep. And I can't believe that. I mean, I do believe it, but it's we've come a long way, baby. That's right. All right, and how about the Raiders? No, the Raiders are a little bit higher, plus 7,500. Actually, uh, more than just a little bit higher. Tampa? No, Tampa 7,500 as well. God. So I'm, I'm missing one of these bad teams. Yeah, it's it's a team that you wouldn't normally think was bad, but they're going through a uh, a big rebuild. They've been good the last number of years. They just got rid of their coach. They're in the AFC. Titans. There you go. <clears throat> Titans. So the Giants are, yep, Giants are down there. Giants so, are way down there. let me ask you a question. Yeah, in please do. Honesty, please, yeah. when it comes to the New York Giants. Uh-huh. We're sitting here, I don't know, it's week 12, and they're 4-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. What's, what's happening? Uh, I think that unless they go on some sort of miracle run to the end of the season and get into the playoffs and look competitive, that this regime most likely will be very, very much so on the hot seat and most likely uh, would probably be, especially if the season went worse than 4-8, and eight, uh, most likely would be a let go. And then I think there'd be a lot of conversation around Bill Belichick. That's what I think would be going on. Yep. And that's uh, that. It's not just the Giants are going to be dealing with that. There's going to be other teams too. But I think the Giants more so just simply because of Bill's history here. Yeah, and I mean, come on, let's let's be realistic. I mean, I, I don't want to see Brian Dayball and his new coaching staff end up getting fired. But I mean, what what is the reality for the Giants moving forward? I mean, if the drafted free agency is only going to improve this roster enough. To maybe, I don't know, them to win nine games, ten games, the most. And that's that's asking a lot. I mean, right now, I mean, both sides of the ball, it's, I mean, it's it's below average. And you got, you're, you're working back in a quarterback who's coming off another big time injury. I mean, I don't know. I, I also think, too, that, you know, they, they should. If they can, and it makes sense, should draft a quarterback that they can get their hands on that's their guy. That's what would be my suggestion to them. Because if Brian Dable is brought here for something, it's to be working with quarterbacks. And to and, and you've seen that from him. You saw it in the first year of Daniel Jones. You obviously saw it. I mean, the fact that Tommy DeVito was able to win games with Tommy DeVito was, was incredible. Um, so he, he's got that ability. That's the thing I would want to say. If I, if I was trying to pitch to keep my job, if things weren't going great, it would be to draft that guy, whoever it may be, and then Joe Shane and Brian Dable go, you got to give us some time with him because he's our guy. He's the one we've identified, and this is the guy we're going to go down well, with. Well, do you uh, end up creating issues then within the locker room with 
the guy that you're drafting yeah, of course. and the guy that you're bringing back. 100% you do. But guess what? Doesn't matter. You know, and, and Daniel Jones, he played that first year under Brian Dayball you know, basically uh, under fire the entire season. He, going into the training camp, he didn't have, he declined the fifth year option. He didn't have a long term deal. I mean, it was, it was, the, as I described before, it was playing with the guillotine over his head the entire season. And he responded to that. Well, he's going to get another opportunity to do that. And maybe even more so in the spotlight than even the year that he didn't have a contract at the end of the year because of a, be, a young guy being there and all the pressure that comes with that and the fan base wanting that young guy to play and, and, and everything that comes with it. So, yeah, of course it creates problems. But sometimes those problems can breed success. No? Uh, yeah, well, hmm. they're in a really weird spot. They just... I mean, that initial year of success, while it was exciting and it was great for everybody involved, put them in a really weird spot in year two. And then, you know, listen, they had to get rid of the defensive staff. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, they have to figure out when the quarterback's going to be back and healthy. Um, they don't know what they're doing, or we don't know what they're doing with Saquon Barkley just yet. I mean, it's, I mean there is a... There's a really good chance this thing could go south. Oh, of course. I mean, what what is the the argument against that? What is the like? Give me the if everything works out great. What are the Giants? I I certainly don't have that for you. I mean, I I just I still think Philadelphia and uh, Dallas are be- better than them. Um, I just and I know Philadelphia fell off the face of the earth there for the last five weeks of the season, but I just. I don't know. I, I as as we sit right here now, without knowing what the draft is and without knowing f- what free agency is going to bring for these teams. I mean, the Giants are still the third best team in their division. Yeah, they are. And this is year three of the regime where it's not supposed right. to be. Like and that. I was thinking about Dan Quinn down in Washington. Not that I would. I don't, I don't want to be negative for him. He's getting a second chance. I, I think most coaches are better the second time around. But, man, I mean, they got a lot of building to do down there. And if they're going to draft a quarterback with their top pick, which is, uh, I think, number three, I believe, mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm like, they're starting over again. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a defensive head coach. They do. and that, but Which has worked out in, in different places. But... You got to make sure that you you pair that defensive head coach with a great offensive coordinator. Which do they have that? Not really. We're talking about Cliff Kingsbury, right? Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking that Cliff, along with Kyler Murray and and where he was in college, it's about opening up and throwing it. But I just like you look at those four teams that were in the AFC and NFC championship. They were all physical running football teams, first and foremost. Yeah, they had great quarterbacks, and they could put up big numbers. But, man, it was Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco. It was Gus Edwards. It you know They, they should have had J.K. Dobbins, but he was hurt. It was Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Uh, you think in Kansas City was Isaiah Pacheco and, of course, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, these were really, really physical teams. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the way – I mean, like, I don't – is Kellen Moore, you know, going to be the answer in Philadelphia? Is he going to want to throw the ball 45 times a game? I mean, if, if that's the way you want to go, that's fine. But even like all these good teams like the Steelers, you know, they made it to the playoffs. Why? 
it wasn't because they're a great passing game. It was more because they were a physical defense and a physical offense. True. And you have to be that, especially if you're playing outdoors in the Northeast or the Midwest where it's cold. And you're going to be playing cold games, probably about four or five of them a year. I mean, you got to be built to, to to be able to run the football. And I don't know. I mean, the, the, any of these teams, like, are, are the Jets going to be a team? Or t- like, to me, they can be that team because they have Brees Hall. And if they fix that offensive line a little bit, and Nathaniel Hackett's going to be taking a page out of Kyle Shanahan's book, out of Mike McDaniel's book, out of Matt LaFleur's book, book you got to run the football. You just have to, especially here in the Northeast. All right, speaking of the Steelers, so Mitch Trubisky was released by the Steelers, or they're not going to re-sign him, whatever it was. Woody Johnson said that they needed a backup quarterback. He's a guy who's got experience and available. Yeah, better. I need to see I need to see everybody that's experienced and available, and I also need to know who's available for trade. I mean, I'm not jumping on Mitch Trubisky right now. Okay, but he's someone... That would be an upgrade. Carson Wentz will be available. Okay. People don't seem to I, like him. I, yeah, I know that. But there'll, there'll be a bunch of guys like that available. Yeah. But Trubisky, you want to do better than that. Well, I, I I just want to see what else is is out there. I, the other thing, too, is, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to have a say in this? He better not. I mean, the, the Jets have got to do what's in the best interest of the team, not what's in the best interest of a specific player. Yeah, okay, you want to... Um, you want to improve the offensive line? Yeah, I'm with that. You want to bring in another, you know, 1A receiver? I'm with that, too. That helps the starting quarterback. But the backup quarterback helps the overall team. He's not there. I mean, he's, he's you know, Aaron Rodgers is not a 25-year-old making, two, you know, $50 million a year. He's a 40-year-old coming off of Achilles and it need, and you you better have somebody back there that you trust. And it doesn't matter whether or not Aaron Rodgers likes him or not. You've got to get a real guy in here that can play if he has to play three, four games. I mean, I can't imagine, though. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might have his preference. But you think there's people out there that he just genuinely dislikes? That he's like, I can't play with that guy? I'd I don't know. Shocked. I don't know. I mean, like, the quarterback room's important for sure, but... I mean, I don't really care what Aaron Rodgers thinks in this particular situation. Yeah. If you want to ask him his thoughts about a wide receiver or a tight end or an offensive lineman, I kind of get that. But for the Jets, they have to find their own backup quarterback. I think it's not a discussion of whether you're bringing back a guy like Tim Boyle or, you know, you go down a lit, lit list of these these half-baked guys that just, <laughs> Can't play. <laughs> yep. I know. But Aaron Rodgers shouldn't care who that backup is because if that backup is playing, that means that he's hurt and it doesn't matter anymore. But they do need a legitimate backup. that if he, And you have to assume he's going to get hurt somewhere along the line. Hopefully not seriously. Yeah. Well, that's what we all thought. But was, to make it through 17 games, man, it is, uh, especially coming off an Achilles injury. Yeah. And being, being as old as he is. Of course. I mean, he's a guy, like, missing three, four games is, of course, a very likely possibility. You just hope that there's someone that can keep it together better than what happened last year. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want Aaron Rodgers involved in any of these roster decisions. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but this one really shouldn't matter. I mean, unless they've got a beef, the two of them. 
Like like Aaron Rodgers and this guy played together somewhere and they hated each other. Yeah, I mean, then you, you can't bring him in. You are not bringing in Kirk Cousins to be the backup. Well, obviously not. No, no, no. And Kirk Cousins is going to get paid handsomely as he should, and he's going to be a starter somewhere, uh, whether he sticks in Minnesota or not. But he will. He's he's going to get more money. That guy has made a lot of money, and good for him. The way it's always contract worked out and the yeah. guarantees and the the way that the franchise tag worked, like he he. Definitely worked the system, him and his agent, the right way to maximize every dollar in his career. 100%. Yeah, and good for him. All right, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Hey, good for you. Coming down out there, it's Boring Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on a snowy winter storm Tuesday on the fan. Jerry Recco is back with us and he's got another update. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. We are here. We made it in. But I did notice an Alp reposted. I saw Awful announcing put the opening to Good Morning Football on NFL yep. Network. Yep. They're home. Uh, I saw that. I know. And they so awful announcing said it's a throwback to the uh, pandemic yeah, broadcast or whatever. Totally wimpy. Yeah, it's terrible. Come on. Even Brandon Tierney made it in, and his show doesn't start till 10 o'clock. He actually drove through the snow to get yeah, here. Yeah, but Brandon Tierney's an animal. He I, is. Well, you that's that. true. You're, right. you're not wrong. He's filled the testosterone and just like, you're just going to cry. Like, where, where did he park his huskies? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, Can't you just see him like, mush? <laughs> is Sal going to make it in? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure he will. He takes a train, doesn't he? He'll make it in. Uh, most days, not all the time, but yes, most yeah, days. He'll make it in. He yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed in those guys. I mean, especially Schrager. Schrager claims to be a New York guy, Peter Schrager. Yeah, yeah. Who well, needs to be in? I know Kyle know. Brandt's got a little Hollywood. He's got a little Hollywood now with his McCordy. success. Yeah, McCourty's a football player, for God's sakes. He's he got to be in. home, too? Yeah, they all stay They're home. Man. Every single I, one of them. I bet one guy... Decided and said, "Oh, I'll stay home that way." It's probably Kyle and his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to text him? Yeah, sure. Why not? Just, uh, yeah, what, would just like, what would you like me to tell? Him? A little soft. Which one of you decided okay. you were all all going to work from home today? Okay. Yeah, and how many of the tech behind the scenes people came in? Okay, uh, probably which, all of them. Which yeah. right? Okay, because they're up and running, so. Yeah. Well, while you discuss that, we will discuss the Knicks, who Jalen Brunson uh, played well. He missed a lot of shots, but he also made some big shots last night, getting the Knicks to within striking distance. Ball tipped back. Brunson comes up with it. Knicks down two. 17 seconds remaining. Brunson against Brooks. Brunson on the drive. Pulls back. Puts it up. It's good! Man, that was Mike Breen on MSG. All good as they got it back to even at 103 apiece. The problem, however, was the other way when Aaron Holiday, after a blocked shot by Preston Shua, came up with the loose ball, heaved up a long three that really had no chance of going in, and a late whistle and a foul was called, and it put him to the line. 16 bench points tonight after scoring 18 in Atlanta. There's Free the throw gives the Rockets a lead. 
and for all intents and purposes, the win. And we play that because that's why they won the game. The foul that was called put him on the line. He makes the first two. He misses the last one intentionally. Not much time on the clock, though, for the Knicks to do anything. And then the officials basically said, our bad. After the game, after looking at the foul that was called on Jalen Brunson, they made a mistake, but it doesn't matter. The Knicks get screwed, suffer the loss 105-103. Also, what do we always talk about with the Knicks fan when they're on the road? We here. Pretty much. Now, Charlotte's one thing. Brooklyn's another. But how about Houston last night? Jalen Brunson got bailed out by the foul right at the end. Knicks have to get a, do a little bit better job of getting organized into their offense a little quicker. And early MVP chance for Jalen Brunson here down in Houston. A lot wow. of Knicks fans again here on the road. Well, Gotta you know, that? Knicks That's fans amazing. Travel. I mean, there are a lot of people. That Houston? Have, well, there are a lot of people that have left New York and have gone to Texas. I'm telling you. You're one of those guys who wants to do that, Jerry. I, yeah. That is very true. I would love to move to the Dallas area, yes. But Houston, I mean, that that was loud. That means half the we building. Here. We're a third of the building. We're Nick fans. We're outside, baby! I know the Rockets aren't a great team, but I don't know. That surprised me, though. But good for them. That's yeah, I don't know. If it's it's got to be more displaced New Yorkers than it is New Yorkers making a trip to Houston in February. You know I guess what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. let's, let's plan a trip to Houston. It's not like they're, I don't know, going out of Miami, see them play the Heat or something this time of year, like Houston. But, yeah, I'm Pretty with impressive. You. Anyhow, here was Ime Udoka on that final sequence. Certainly benefited his team, but not the Knicks. And he even acknowledged the bad call. Jalen made a play. He switched it and denied Alpi. So Jalen made a play there. Um, fortunate block that went right to our guy. And, uh a foul on them. Yes, which was not a foul. Here was Tom Thibodeau on the officiating. This is the way I feel about that in general, is I don't really care like how tight the game is called. You can call it tight or you can call it loose. I just would like the consistency to be the same. Which is what pretty much everybody says. Holiday finished with 18 points. Dylan Brooks at 23. Brunson 27, but it was 10 of 25 from the field. He acknowledged not great. Yeah. I just I missed him. I was a little bit out of rhythm, so um, I feel like I was getting to my spot. just wasn't making it, but um, it's all good. He's on to the next one. Also had seven assists on the night. Elsewhere of note, you had uh, the Bucks beat the Nuggets 112-95 as Giannis had 36-18. and uh, A very unimpressive triple-double for Victor Weminyama because he had 10 blocks, but he's 7'4", and he should, as we right, established earlier. Uh, right. And the Spurs went over the Raptors. And the Sixers stopped the Cavaliers' nine-game winning streak. He also has legs. <laughs> so he's, and he's using them. 123-121. That is true. Net Celtics tonight. And St. John's plays Providence tonight. That game right here on CBS Sports Network. So there you have that. Um, baseball... Let's put it this way. Here's David Stearns not talking about... No, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I just said not talking about Pete Alonzo. But I'd like to play something. He did speak yesterday. If not, I'm going to be out of here real quick. Go ahead. Play it. Oh, then I don't want to play it now. No. No, no, I don't want to play it. I have this. Happy birthday to Howie Rose. Today's his birthday. Shut up, baby. Happy birthday, Howie. I mean, to be fair. Yeah. You have to play it because there are Mets fans out there that want to hear it. Just not you. Well, I, I don't know what he is going to say. Well, this to is about the upcoming any... season. Okay. Fair? Fair. We expect to um, be a good team. We expect to compete for a playoff spot um, and have exciting baseball at City Field in, in September and October. All good. Okay, fine. Here's the problem with the next line. Not so great. Success can be defined in a lot of different ways. 
What Ooh. does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're going Brody Van Wagenen now. I'll play the whole thing. I don't necessarily know that's what he meant. But. Success can be defined in a lot of different ways. Um, but certainly our expectations going into this season is that we're going to have a quality team. Mm. Yeah, our optimism it. has to be adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to win a championship this year and every year until the day that you die. <laughs> our optimism needs to be adjusted. Yeah, <laughs> 30 games under 500. Eee, well, good. let's just hope Pete Alonso has a great season going into his free agency and then then put the Mets on the uh, on the spot. And then... To me, like if they lose Pete Alonso, if he has a good year, then that's that's an issue. That will be a major problem. Yeah, they have a um, no, I'm blanking on it from the Islanders. What the hell's his name? He went to John Tavares. That's what this is. Like yes. if you lose him, if you don't trade him and you lose him, you blew it. They like, say the same thing about Aaron Judge. Well, but Aaron the Judge Yankees went back. Were, yeah, but the Yankees were in a playoff run. Very true. If the Mets are not in a playoff run. Then I'm telling you, you have to trade them, and then you can bring them back. It may end up working out in the end. I'm just saying, if the Mets had the offseason that they have under David Stearns in the first offseason, then trade their most popular and productive player at the trade deadline, that is going to be a rough start with the fan base. But, you know, you have and to do that. And it may be you, the you, smartest thing to do. You have right. to do that. It may be the smartest thing to do and work out in the end. I'm just saying that you're going to have to really go through a tough sell. some angry fans. Yeah. So there could be a couple ways this season goes for Pete Alonso. He can go out there, play 150 games, and put up MVP-like numbers and hit a ton of home runs and be a part of the home run hitting contest and be an all-star. That would be... The greatest thing that Pete Alonso could do for himself. There also could be a, uh, a a season in which he falls flat on his face, doesn't come through, has a low batting average, doesn't get well, the clutch hits, and we can look at all the analytics and all that other crap, and then it doesn't work out so well for him. But then there's also the other aspect where he can get hurt and miss a big part of the season. Yep. Got hurt last year, not for a ton of time, but he did get hurt last year and got back to a slow start when he returned. Right, so for him, it's got to be, you know, 150 games. It's got to be 55 home runs, 115 to 125 RBIs, and and then let's talk money. What did he do last year? He batted like 210, hit like 50, like 47, 48 home runs. Just Google it. I mean, the the batting average is horrendous. Yeah, awful. And and when they look at it, they want to look at it in terms of clutch hitting, uh, you know, when is he hitting these home runs? Is he hitting home runs when they have seven one leads, or is he hitting home runs? You know, when they're down two to one. And Aaron Judge is a perfect example for both years because the walk year he had the great year. The year after he did not. If you had flip flopped that, oh. if he had last year the the contract year, they wouldn't have gotten a quarter of the money. And that was the injury that derailed his season last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Andy Reid with the media on Monday. Uh, retirement, not a thought yet, at least not for him. People keep asking me, and I, I keep saying, why did Belichick and Pete retire? <laughs> you know, those guys, they ask those old guys a question, but I'm, I'm the old guy now, so I guess I'm going to be asked that. But I really haven't gone there. I haven't really thought about it. And so, and no, by the way, Pete oh. Belichick did not retire. Yeah. They yeah. were asked to leave, and they left quietly. And uh, Pete was uh, given a supervising role or something within the Seahawks. I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, <laughs> and now with Mike McDonald becoming that coach, I don't necessarily know that he's going to want Pete in the building. That is true. 
That's build. a tough one. Now, if that were Dan Quinn in the building, that would have been a different story because they had a relationship and they won a Super Bowl together. Yeah, Mike McDonald's trying to do his own thing. He doesn't need. You got it. You got to you know get people out of the building. You got to be your own guy. And you know what? If the roles were reversed and it was Pete that was doing, and I don't remember when Pete was hired, how many people were left in that building after he got that job. But ultimately, all these coaches know you got to own the building. You have to own that building, especially if you are an established head coach. And if you are Mike McDonald, you do not want Pete Carroll hanging around the team. Did Pete Carroll come in after Holmgren, or was there someone in between? Because that would have been a perfect example of that. Like Mike Holmgren was that guy who had been well-respected, older head coach. That's a good question. I don't remember. I mean, Good question. I'm sure Pete Carroll wasn't like, hey, I'm, I'm happy that Mike Holmgren's hanging out here every day, mm. having coffee in the cafeteria, <laughs> you know? I don't remember. Um, the Steelers released Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. So maybe a team needs a backup quarterback. I mean, the there's Jets. a guy. Yeah, Woody Johnson. Mean, that could be a guy that uh, you would target. The Rangers shut out the Flames last night 2 nothing, and a big part of that, the goalie. Fox went down. It's still alive. Trocek is there, Lindgren is there, the back pass from Coleman, had a fit, Coleman save, another save, two saves from Blake Coleman by Shesterkin. Who had uh, 30 of them on the night for the shutout win, Blue Shirts blanked the Flames 2-0, the goals from Will Cooley, he scored in the second period when the game was scoreless, and then Jimmy VC added a empty net goal, VC able to shut him down. Yeah, they were playing really well, and... Um... You know, we've been stressing our defense since since coming out of the break and have done a really good job um, in, in pretty much every game. And that's five straight wins for a team that got two more points here, Shosturkin. Yeah, of course, it's it was important night for me, uh, important shutout, so I appreciate what you guys did today. So a lot of huge block shots, smart plays. Uh, Rangers now 34-16-3. As for the Devils, they got to win over the Kraken. Devils leading one nothing early in the second. Hall, a nice play from behind, takes it away from Beneers. Now it's the Jack. He scores from a sharp angle. You never know when Jack Hughes is out there. He was along the goal line, found an opening, and it's 2 nothing. Yeah. Jeez, what, what a goal. And they won 3-1. And you said early, I know you're joking, but a couple people hit me up uh, and said, you called the, the mascot Lucifer? Yeah, Lucifer. No. Yeah, that's what they call him. No, they don't. It's, it's L-O-U. It's the New Jersey Devil. It's, it's L-O-U. Not Lu- no, it's not. And it's Lucifer. <laughs> it is not Lucifer. And you, when you no, see him, they're like, hey, Lou, what's going on? Hey, you hey, Lucifer. Hey, no, yeah. it's not. It's and not Satan. It's not Lucifer. Mascots. It's the New Jersey Devil. Hi, my name is Boomer, and I loved Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good for you. Okay. I mean, listen, we all have our likes. Hey, by the way, it was Jim Mora before Pete Carroll. He was there for a year after Mike Holmgren. Yeah, so he had that uh, he had that break between Holmes yes. and Carroll. Yep. Okay. Uh, tonight, New Jersey skates in Nashville, and the Kraken play the Islanders. All right. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Hi, I'm Boomer, and I love Satan. <laughs> Satan. Uh, Boomer and Geo coming to you live. Bill Ford, things are back to normal. <laughs> Studio. <laughs> Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I am very glad I went out into the newsroom this last break because I witnessed something I've never seen before, and I asked Alan Eddie if they'd ever seen this before. They had never seen it before. But the one thing that I screwed up with is I was not videotaping this, which I should have because I could have had one of the funnier off-air moments 
uh, that the show has ever seen. So I walk out there, and Jerry Recco is cracking eggs into a plastic container. So I've seen hard-boiled eggs at work. I've not seen just regular eggs, like people just cracking eggs. So I'm thinking, is he doing, like, what the bodybuilders in the 50s would do, would just drink eggs? Like he's trying to get some sort of straight protein or whatever it is. So I said, what are you going to do with those eggs? You know, is there a pan somewhere or something and he's going to scramble these eggs or whatever and cook these eggs? He goes, no, I throw them in the microwave. I said, what? He goes, yeah, I throw the eggs and I put the eggs for two minutes in the microwave. And I'm like, this is a very off-brand Jerry thing because I have not, I don't think, have you ever put eggs into a microwave like that before? I, I don't ever remember doing that. Yeah. Have you done it, Al? No. I would never even think so about what, it. So yeah. what did they come out like? All right, so this is what I needed to say. So, so Jerry goes two minutes in the microwave, and they're perfect. So he goes, I, I said, what do they come out like? He goes, it's sort of like a combination between scrambled and fried. And and, and I love it. So I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta see this. <laughs> oh, I wait for the two minutes. <laughs> I wait for the two minutes. And he pulls the eggs out, and you see, you see the egg whites in there, and you see the yolks, and it's just like this flat, like, mush of egg. And I say, is it, like, over easy? He goes, hey, I'll show you. He sticks the fork into the yolk. Oh! And what I tell you, this yolk exploded <laughs> into his face. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. <laughs> he puts the fork, goes, poof, he goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did he burn his face? No, no, thank God. It didn't like he moved. He got out of the way, but it didn't make Oh, I mean, that would be something if he killed himself by you know, smashing <laughs> an egg in his face. Epic. Epic. Oh, yes. He even said, it's like, that's too bad you weren't filming that. I should have been like, I want to see how these eggs come out. But I wasn't thinking. And the, the whole digital team is home because of the snow. So they didn't oh, get it. Oh, they're home too? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, what a what a moment that was. Yeah, I've never thought about that. I'm sure they taste fine, right? I mean, it's just cooked eggs. Yep. But boy, that was... <laughs> oh, man. That's definitely an off-brand Jerry situation. The eggs in the microwave. Amazing, amazing moment. Uh, all right, let's go to Thomas, who's in Rockland County. What's going on, Thomas? Hello, um, Boomer and CEO. Um, we spoke a couple of mon- months ago. Um, I'm in the Hall of Fame, Nanuet, and you, I said congratulations to you. But um, okay, Thomas, I wanted Thank you. to say one more thing about the football mm-hmm. big game. Yep. I know you guys shouldn't be talking. Wanted to talk about other stuff now, soon baseball and everything. Whatever, and, we're and, always yeah, ready we're, to talk we're, some we're, football. Yeah, what do you got, come man, on. Thomas? Come yeah. on. But I really um, think the Super Bowl game and everything before the game was fantastic. CBS oh. did an awesome job, and the sets were fantastic. The desks were out of this world, and the commotion that you guys were in, the parody about being drunk and losing James Brown. Was yeah, yeah, you had the hangover, yeah. <laughs> yes, I fell off my seat. <laughs> and I had a, yeah. I had a big party for my 60th birthday party during the game, game day. Oh, nice. With my cousins and everything. So, 35 people and my family and my brother and my sister. Um, and I had a big seat cake with um, CBS Sports takeouts on it. And it was fantastic, and um, I have scratch-off tickets 
I won a few. I can scratch up more. What a day, Thomas. What a day for you, Thomas. What a day. That is tremendous. Well, happy birthday, and I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed the broadcast, and I know everybody I, over at CBS is real happy to hear that. We are, we are all happy. Um, we had a lot of great pieces in this uh, in this Super Bowl, and they really try to capture you know, the whole Vegas scene and everything from that hangover shoot, which we did that Monday, mm-hmm. and that took about four hours, and Dan Ennis does a lot of our shoots. He works with Kyle Brandt, by the way, when Kyle okay. does all the stuff. When he decides to show up to work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I have to tell you, doing that shoot, we were all laughing. <laughs> you know, I don't know how the actors that do these movies and these comedies actually do Get through get it. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I thought actually the best part of it, I mean, Nate was great because he, you don't see it, but the reason when he's walking with his tooth and he's looking at his tooth, he's got a camera, like, on his waist. Wow. And he's walking, and that gives you that kind of that weird look that he has yep. when he first gets up off the ground. <clears throat> but when Phil Sims is ca- calling Ed Helms, yeah, I thought Phil was brilliant. I really, I really did. And when he said James Brown in the in the gym, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Like they're showing it right now. He picks up the cell phone, and he's having his conversation with Ed Helms on the other end of the line. I mean, it was just it was perfect. Phil's Phil's delivery was perfect. Yeah, he did a he did a great job. It was very 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 well done. Uh, let's go to Dave in Westchester. What's going on, Dave? Over in Co. Oh yeah, what's happening, Dave? Well, I want to preface this by saying that I am the caller who coined the name Off-Brand Jerry. So I'm normally like kind of hard on the guy, but I got to get Jerry's back today. When I was in high school, there was a deli across the street from the school, and they used to make us bacon, egg, and cheeses every morning with microwave eggs, and they're actually delicious. So Jerry's okay on this one. Enjoy, Jerry. All, All right, right well, Dave, you know what? I can't do a microwave egg on a bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I right, so how about this? So I'm I'm trying to explain because... Um, J.J. Watt loves a bacon, egg, and cheese on a, on a bagel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he lives in Phoenix now. Right. And, you know, he comes here, he gets he gets it, and he's like, you know, New York has everything. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain what a hard roll is to him. And you got to get the bacon, egg, and cheese on a hard roll. Sure. And I, how would you describe a hard roll? <laughs> uh, it's hmm. a poppy seed. Right. It's, po- it's poppy seed. It's, it's round. It has, like, sort of... Peaks and valleys on the top. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know how to explain it. Yeah. I said, you know, they're good for about a day. Yeah, they 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 work from probably five in the morning to about three in the afternoon. Yeah, poppy seed roll. Hard if, you, roll. if you just hard put roll. that, if you just put that in but there, you got you to put a poppy seed hard roll. Yeah, I'm just curious to see what what pops up because yeah, I mean, like it doesn't even. Yeah, here's one. There you go, Kaiser. That's what it is. You got to put in Kaiser. A poppy seed Kaiser roll is what you have to put in. That's what I think. I always, I've always known it just as a hard roll, not as a Kaiser roll. Yeah, but these, if you look, if this is and what for it some looks reason like. hard rolls we have here, I, they they don't have them anywhere else. Yeah, I, I agree. And I remember when I first, I mean, and I mean anywhere else, because I went up to Ithaca College and like people were shocked that I used to walk into a Seven Eleven and just get a buttered roll. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all the all the you know bakeries and delis around here all have hard rolls. Yeah, yeah. So I remember living in Cincinnati. We didn't have Boar's Head until I got it there. I should have been the Lee Einsiedler of Boar's Head <laughs> in Cincinnati. Is what I should have been. Yeah. I imported it into Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I just 
I, I was trying to explain to him what a hard roll was, and he just couldn't understand what it was. Yeah, I think if you would, maybe if you would have said Kaiser, he would have understood. I, but I don't think it is a Kaiser. I roll. think it is a Kaiser. Look up Poppy Seed Kaiser on there, and I think that's what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, but I, I I would put Poppy Seed Hard Roll. Well, that's what I put in, and then it comes up a lot of Kaisers. A lot of Kaisers. Hi, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network on this snowy day. So I have these Timberland boots that I wear during snowy days, and there's not as many of them these days as there used to be here in New York, which I'm grateful for. But uh, this will mark the 24th year that I have owned these boots. 24. We're going for a big... Let's face it. It's a great brand. It it is. They are amazing. And when you guys... When I wore my boots in the last time, you guys made fun of me. I did not make fun of you. And they were were Timberland boots I've had for about 10 years. Hold it. It was not making fun of you. I thought that the forecast did not call for the boot weather. Yeah, I didn't wear my boots today. Yeah, so uh, I so I got Bad these out of the basement. Part. Yes, got them out of the basement and, and brought them up for year twenty four. Right, let me see them. So next year's year twenty five. It's a big right. anniversary. It's a right. silver anniversary. So yeah, there they are. See them? Look yeah, I mean those things are unbelievable. Yeah, I mean these things. They're, are they they may be one of the. Are they still made in America? Or are they made in China now? China? Yes. I don't know, but I'll tell you, these were probably China. Made in America. That, these Damn things, straight they were. I mean, those you, things. you could have, like, I could tell you these are two years old, you believe it. I, I got them in the Roosevelt Field Mall in the year 2000. The Roosevelt Field Mall. In the year 2000. You were mauling. And Gina, ever since the day that she met me, has gotten, tried to get me to throw these things out. And she's like, you got to get new boots. This is ridiculous. I'm like, no, absolutely. I will ride these things out. The apocalypse hits. These things will survive. It. Those we are going on. Those are those are going on your feet if the apocalypse hits. I may get buried right. in these things. I saw you limping this morning. Yeah, I know. I uh, so I've got uh, Achilles tendonitis. Oh Jesus! And it uh, flares up in certain situations. I'm out that you had gout. Yeah, I do, but this is not. I I have not. I'm knock on wood. I've been how open. many how many ailments do you have? <clears throat> not that many. Just the problem is the ones that I have make me limp. Which is very noticeable, so then I have to talk about it. Um, But no, I I have had gout, luckily not in a while, but this is a different thing. I mean, I I played football for 14 years in the NFL, and I don't nearly, I don't walk like you. Yeah, I know. I have, hey man, listen, I'm good 90% of the time, 10% of the time, got a little bit of a limp, but it's not great. Did it hurt you uh, to play golf with with your Achilles? No, because this happened after. So my, my feet were fine during golf. My Achilles tendonitis and it got stretched out. I think again when I was power walking, trying to chase down Al Dukes as we went through this Mister Toad's wild ride to find the car that his Gina had booked to get to the airport, where she had to get to the airport. So uh, yeah, and then it was. So, I, so now you're feeling the effects of of that. Yeah, which was probably a good thing because if if I had not had the Achilles flare up of me in that walk, Eddie would still be somewhere in Vegas. Because because of my ailment, I was able to stay on the same line as Eddie. But if I could walk like I normally do, I probably would up there with them, and Eddie would probably have been captured and in, in human no, I trafficked. Was, I was not that far behind. Me and you were were you know what though they probably that he stopped and looked back a couple times he could well, have gone I was even counting farther. on him stopping and saying where do I go where do I go which happened no I yeah. was I, I was looking back to make sure he, 
we weren't so far ahead of you and that you could see where we were going. Yeah. I mean, you guys are like sprinting. Yeah. Well, when I have anxiety, I could probably run a marathon. Yeah. Just I, he was flying. Flying. How was your anxiety yesterday when we landed and you got into your car and you had to get back on the uh, Jersey Turnpike? It wasn't bad, but it was weird because I hadn't driven a car in 10 days or whatever it was. So that yeah. felt really weird. And then to go right into it, like turnpike, potholes, trucks, 70 miles an hour, weaving in and out. But And you handled it. Got right back into it. Yeah, you're like a pro. Yeah. Yeah, so as... <laughs> So Al and Gina are, are basically, they're like hovering. They're not even on the ground. They're moving so fast. And then I'm, I feel it in my Achilles. And now I'm, now I'm hop along. Then Eddie next to me. <laughs> 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 oh, I had to swing my arms to try to, you know. I was like race walking. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. She looks so over there. It's <laughs> 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 incredible. So, I mean, it was uh, just one hell of a scene. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when we got to a point, he goes, no, no, you got to go all the way over there. I was like, we are moving. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, oh, back up, oh, oh, where? Yeah, oh, we, we, had a, we had a backtrack and <laughs> that angel of mercy uh, helped us out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> are you uh, telling me we got to go back up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh Eddie's my like God. Any chance that Eddie was gonna like you know fall down? No, he was no, he was good. <laughs> it was like an obstacle course too, because you a big steep stairwell. We're running down it, <laughs> yeah. And then there was all the people that were congregating around that one bar that we had to like bowl through. <laughs> oh, <it was> so <laughs> funny. So that Luxor, that's the pyramid, right? Yeah. What kind of shape was that in? I was in it, it earlier in the week. Nice. It, was, it was. I was surprised how nice it was. It was, yeah, okay. really nice. Okay. Yeah, on the inside, it was nice. I mean, it looks a little kind of old oh. on the outside. And they did a total sellout job. They made it a giant Dorito. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Come on. How did you? Uh, did you like the the Caesars Forum shops and all that? That was where Breitling was. Oh yeah, yes, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was huge. a good one. Yeah, very large. That's, yeah, very that large. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stores in there. It's incredible. Al, Al was so intense. There was someone who re recognized us. Yeah. Yes. I swear if Al had pepper spray, <laughs> he would have done it to the guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, the guy goes, Gio! And I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? He goes, and there's Al. He goes, not now! Not now! I was like, OJ going through the airport in those old Hertz commercials. And I was <laughs> leaping over people. <laughs> and Eddie's like, we have a car to catch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Al, and then Al on the plane back had the worst seat. Like, I had the second worst seat. Al had the worst seat. <laughs> When anybody would stop and talk to was the back of the plane, Al had either a butt or genitals like in his face. Yeah, hey, I know. Sorry about that, Al. <laughs> I didn't realize that because I bent over to talk to those guys and my ass was right in your food. Right by my bagel? Yes. <laughs> I've got this picture of Al waiting patiently to eat his bagel until Boomer moves his ass away from the plate. Oh, it's incredible. And then, and then uh, after that, you got another experience, didn't you? Yeah, another guy from the NFL was talking to Gio, who I was sitting next to. So his, I was sitting in his genitals right in my face. <laughs> uh, it was, it was well, hey, listen, these are all experiences. 
You got to take them all in as they come. Yeah, right? yeah. And you was, just got to enjoy it and just got to sweep it away. And of don't course, worry about it. I was no. taking it all in. Yep. No, we, oh. were la- we were laughing. The Geo picture that he snapped a picture of your butt with my bagel. Was, yeah. I was dying laughing. <laughs> and eggs. <laughs> no, I think I think there was that was butter. I think it was butter. Yeah, I think it was butter. Uh, yeah. So there was oh oh yeah Benji. Benji might have motion sickness or something. Man, I don't know what was going on with him. He like made like you didn't. I don't think you noticed because you were your back was to it. Yeah. But Benji on the plane had made like he made like four trips to the the bathroom like before we took off. He was in there having some issues. Well, yeah. they 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 didn't look so good that morning. The two of them. Yeah. No. Allie and Benji. I, right. I noticed the flight attendant either. Also, when Benji went back there to use the bathroom, she was showing him where. Different things were in different drawers back there, so yes. I have no idea what was going on. Like, if he needed a clean-up situation. <laughs> clean-up situation? Uh-oh. She was preparing him for wh- whatever he thought was going to happen. Yeah, that's tough, man. That is tough. Especially being like a guest in that situation. It's not like a normal spot for him. And, yeah, the new guy. Yeah, the new yeah, the new guy's running back and forth. Do you think Which end do you think we're talking about with Benji? I think uh, the front end. Okay. Oh, by the way, there's... <laughs> there's a picture of Boomer's butt and Al's bagel. Oh, man. <laughs> God, it's so funny. You'd think that Drew Barrymore would appreciate that. Yes, you absolutely yes. would. The best part about it is just Al patiently waiting with the bagel on his lap. (laughs) Just like whenever this ass gets out of my face, I will butter this bagel and I will enjoy it. Oh, man. Everything was uh, very smooth. Very smooth. Now we're. uh, I mean, you got to admit it. I mean, we were there nine days. I know early on it felt like it was going to go slow. Yeah. But then right after Tuesday, the whole thing flew by. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, you're right. Because Monday and Tuesday were rainy days. And then Wednesday was just straight to Monday. It was uh, it was great. All right. Uh, let's get a couple more calls in. Peter in New Jersey has been patiently waiting to talk some sports with us. What's going on, Peter? Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Well, I'm wondering why the Giants would make a transition to a 74-year-old guy when Shane came in and said this, the uh, premise here was sustainable success. They've had pre- two pretty good drafts. And uh, he's got to get the salary cap under control. He's won a playoff game within two years of just a disaster. But I guess if it's the giant ownership that's given us the last 10 years, why would I be surprised? Yeah, I mean, so the reason would be that, and thanks, uh, Peter, you know, I I like Brian Dable. I don't want him to fail this next year. I really liked him last year. I gave him... You know, a, a big-time pass. I even said when things were going badly, I said he's going to get this thing back on track to a point where the season was respectable. Hell, and he kind of did that. Tommy DeVito. Right, exactly. So I don't want to make it seem like that's that's something that I expect to happen and then fall off the face of the earth, but it's a possibility because I don't love where the roster is. But you ask, why would the Giants do that? They they would they would do it because of John Mara's sickness of, of losing. He's sick of losing. And if they have another down year... Then he, with Bill Belichick available, who, yeah, I understand he is what he is as far as age is concerned, but he, he's, he, I don't think that just because he's in his 70s, all of a sudden he's going to come in and just fall asleep on the job. He wants that record. He loves the Giants. 
He loves John Mara. John Mara loves him. And it would be three years of disappointing football. And maybe if Bill Belichick weren't available, John Mara would stick it out and say, I want some sustainability here. But I think the fact that he is available could change some things. So that that's that's yeah, why. It definitely changes things. I mean, there, there are a couple guys that are out there. Mike Vrabel would be another one. Yeah. Not saying for the Giants, but I, I I could see that for the Jets. Yeah, you know, and the thing the thing is is that look, these owners they they can count and they can they know how many tickets are sold, they know how many empty seats they have, they know how the sponsorships are going. I think uh, Woody Johnson recognizes maybe a little stability in this particular s- situation with the Aaron Rodgers injury is the right thing to do. I I and I agree. By the way. I mean, you're not going to blow it up after you just went out and traded for Aaron Rodgers and he committed three years to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's the coach that he said he was going to play for. So now all of a sudden you get to change that whole thing up. That's why we talked for months and months and months that if they were going to make a change, it would probably be elevating Nathaniel Hackett, uh, which, you know, he he was what he was as that head coach for less than a season. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's just to me it's not whatever happens in this year with the Giants coming up, it's not all going to be on the coaching staff because the the roster. I mean, Joe Shane does not get nearly as much criticism as Brian Dable has gotten for this past year. But really, the roster is in in shambles still, isn't it? I mean, you know, they brought in a legitimate backup in Tyrod Taylor, and of course, what happens to Tyrod Taylor? Well, he got hurt too again, but again, right? he always gets hurt. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that poor guy can't catch a break. Yeah. And, you know, they won with Tommy DeVito. You know, here's the interesting thing. Is Tommy DeVito on this team next year? Uh, in what capacity? I mean, as a third uh, as a, stringer? Well, yeah, as, I think you could. As, as a quarterback on the roster, yeah. is he on the team? Yeah, I think so. You think so? You're doing Maybe. that thing. You're doing that thing. No, I, I don't. I, do. I, I just wonder, like, you know, you wonder about relationships and you wonder about distractions and you wonder about how fans react to players. Tommy was a very popular player when he did play because of the ties here and everything else. Um, you know, do you think that one get bad game by Daniel Jones or three bad games by Daniel Jones? And we're screaming for Tommy DeVito. Like, you know, like you want to, most times you want a quarterback that's a backup that people don't really know who they are or don't really want to replace that guy or the starter with that guy. Yeah. Now, what if they draft a guy, though? Isn't that the same thing? Well, that's a whole different story now. If they yeah. draft a guy in the first round especially, that that is a completely different set of circumstances. So that's what I think they should do. And then Tommy DeVito can be on the roster as the as the third-string quarterback. And just look at that situation with the fan base screaming for somebody. It'll just be the draft pick instead. Well, the Bears are taking a quarterback. Washington taking a quarterback. And New England's taking a quarterback. So then what? Could you see any one of those top three teams, even though they need quarterbacks, trading out of there for an insane haul and drafting a quarterback later in the draft? Uh, let's say somebody falls in love with J.J. McCarthy. Okay. Let's say the Patriots love J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback of Michigan. And they could trade out. And, and maybe down. they drop down you know, to seven or eight, and somebody really wants either Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Okay. So now, I, yeah, I could see that, but... You're taking a chance. I mean, you're taking a chance to. I mean, the Patriots need a quarterback. They need somebody. Mm-hmm. I you, that fan base is what deal with Mac Jones and those guys. <laughs> no, they don't. And I also think that 
the Patriots. This is what happens when See, now, Mac Jones, Mac Jones is interesting to me. Uh, could he be the backup quarterback for the Jets? For the Jets? Why do you say that? Why do you see that? I, I mean, like, he's going to be on, I believe he's going to be on the street. And I believe that, you know, much like Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, like that group of guys that Marcus Mariota, that were high draft picks, hmm. uh, you know, maybe settle in as a backup somewhere and wait their chance. I mean, I look, Aaron Rodgers is not going to last. I don't know. I mean, he, he's going to he's going to miss some games this year. Who would you rather have, Mitch Trubisky or Mac Jones? Is Mac jo- oh, that's a good question. And that's like basically. I mean, Mac Jones was so bad this year and made so many mistakes. Yeah. And the year before, by the way. Yeah, under you know, like dual coordinators who really don't have much offense in their back pocket. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. I, I don't know. So it's, it's a weird thing, but I, I got to believe like that whole Bailey Zappi. And by the way, Brock Purdy was in the Bailey Zappi drafts. They drafted Bailey Zappi before Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Who knows Malik, if Brock that Purdy? Was, that was the Malik Willis draft. Yeah, but Brock Purdy might have been better than Bailey Zappi for sure, but he wouldn't have been like this because he, he has one of the team. He wouldn't have had the team around. Or the coach. I mean, the offensive coach. I know, but I think I think he would have fit Belichick's way of wanting his quarterback to be. Yeah, but I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a guy that has has won with and made very average quarterbacks look great. So he's just one of those guys who can do it where, you know, you had those two, uh, you had Patricia and Judge and then Bill O'Brien who could squeeze anything out of Mac Jones. Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco back with us. We've got another update and moment of the day. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And last night, the Knicks were in position to get their game Houston to overtime. And instead, this happened. Five seconds to go. Green on the drive. Gets inside. Reverse block by Achua. They throw it over the buzzer. Almost with it, but a foul. A foul called on Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are stunned. Yeah, bogus call as it turned out. That was Mike Breen on MSG. It put Aaron Holiday to the free throw line where he made the first two. And Houston wins 105-103. They would take a review, but it was only to see how much time would be left on the clock. Then referee Ed Malloy issued a statement saying, quote, after seeing the play during postgame review, the offensive player was able to return to a normal playing position. The contact which occurred, uh, therefore, is incidental and marginal to the shot attempt and should not have been called. And yet it was, and they lost because of it. Holiday had 18. Dylan Brooks led Houston with 23. Uh, here was Holiday describing the play and what happened. I just tried to get the ball and get a shot up. I saw him tip it uh, and came close to me, so I just tried to get in and try to get a, make a three. And Jalen just ran into my chest and they called a foul. Well, maybe, but he really didn't run into your chest. Here was uh, Brunson's reaction to the bogus call that was made. Thoughts on that last play? What Great call. Happened? Next question. <laughs> What do you feel about your, uh, your closeout on that play? It was a great call. Next question. And now Tom Thibodeau clearly was fired up um, on the sideline, and rightly so, because it was a bad play. He says, no way he has any issue with what Brunson did. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you look at the film, you see it. So, you know, it is what it is. 
Uh, yeah, bad call, and they wind up losing because of it. But he also did not go after the referees at all. Basically said they've got a very difficult job to do. Just be consistent is all that he is asking for. Meantime, tonight, you've got the Nets and the Celtics. We'll have that game for you on the fan at 720. Last night, um, you had the Sixers beat the Cavaliers 123-121 notable because it snapped Cleveland's nine-game winning streak. And you also had a game with two of the best teams in the West, and the T-Wolves beat the Clippers and beat them good 121-100. Carl Anthony Towns had 24 in that game. In a game you'll be able to see right here on CBS Sports Network, St. John's plays Providence coming up later tonight. NFL-wise, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid with the media Monday, so they've won back-to-back championships. They've looked good doing it. Uh, a lot of the players have talked three-peat, so can you make it three in a row? It's not going to just be easy. That's not how this thing rolls. Uh, we'll have changeover on our team, which every team has, so you don't know What's there? There's a there's a whole lot of unexpected, and you know we'll just you, you got to keep battling through it. Have a good off season, and then uh, you know good training camp, and and then blah 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 blah. Yes, and then you got to retool and have a new roster, and then we'll see what they can do. But who's betting against them anymore? Uh, not me, and I uh, started not to this uh, particular Super Bowl. I was rooting for the 49ers, but I thought that. Chiefs would win. I picked them on Friday. They did. I will not be betting against Patrick Mahomes ever again in my life. Understandably so. And so I imagine we'll hear from the 49ers today, too, because obviously uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes spoke yesterday. And I also saw McCall Hardman has been doing the circuit, and good for him. I think we'll hear from the Niners today as they kind of put a cap on their season. And I would think a lot of conversation will be about um, their players not knowing the overtime rules given the fact that the Chiefs all said they pretty much did know them. So we well, shall see. it's interesting. See. I mean, let's say the players don't know the overtime rules. The coach needs to know sure. the overtime rules because his decision-making is what is going to impact the overtime rules the most, especially when you are deferring a, a coin toss if you win it or keeping the ball if you decided to, like the 49ers did. So Kyle Han- Shanahan knew the rules. The players may not have known them, but he knew them. He did know them. And I bet you Brock Purdy knew him. Perhaps. Who was it that didn't know that a game could end? Eric Armstead. No, 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 no. Was it Donovan McNabb that didn't know the rules years back? That didn't know the overtime rules? No, Vince. uh, Oh, yeah, I know. Vince Young. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. It was like 15 years ago. And he basically said something along the lines of terrible if a game would end in a tie in the playoffs. Or in, or in the Super something, Eddie, do you remember this? I, I know you do. I do remember I can't it. remember what the quote was. I could, I'm sure I could just Google it and find out. But uh, a little different now because we've had... But also, they've changed the rules now three times in like five years. So And it's in, different in the regular season than it is in the postseason. Which is, well, I say it's stupid, but it's the same thing in hockey. That is true. They, they end games differently in the, uh, in the NHL. Um, just a couple have nothing to do with Pete Alonzo, I promise, but a couple of things for our, for the Met fan, as Boomer said last hour. Uh, David Stearns yesterday with the media as we're getting set for spring training. Um, he feels like there's no need to have to create optimism around the team. Now, on the surface, that doesn't sound good, but when you listen as to why, you might feel a little bit better. I don't feel like I need to foster it. Like I, I think the players feel it. And and as I talked to our players throughout the offseason, really from the moment I took the job, um, they wanted me to know how good they think the team is. All right, so we shall see. He says this organization wants to win, and they want to win a lot. Now, we didn't do it like Brody did it back in the day, but it was relatively similar. The vision that Steve laid out at the front end 
of his ownership tenure here is still very much the vision of this organization. We expect ourselves, and our fan base certainly expects us, to be a championship-caliber organization. Well, so there's the word, championship. And yep. how about any more moves? Because we saw the reports about J.D. Uh, JD Martinez. They were talking to him, but I guess nothing's happened. And I just saw Jorge Soler, Soler. sign with yep. the Giants. Giants. Yep. Yep. So he's off the table. So anything else coming down the pike? Increasingly, the offseason extends into spring training now. And, and I think that's the case this year as well. There will be transaction activity unquestionably throughout the industry um, in the coming weeks. It may extend until March. I don't really know. Right. So he doesn't really answer the question other than the fact that this is kind of the team right now. Uh, and they're looking to the youth and to the system in terms of filling any uh, gaps and, and holes that they do have. So we shall see. And uh, SNY is posting a lot of the video, as I'm sure all the teams are, of all the players arriving and um, looks good. Not so much out here. It's no, out here. it does not. Yeah. Let me so. take a look. Let's play. How? <laughs> okay, yes. Al we and I was, were doing this on the plane okay. uh, yesterday. Let's play how long is it going to take us to get home? What does it say? Well, you know who made it here? Two and a half hours. Dove Kramer made it here on time. I did see that. He's a train guy, though. Oh. Yes. Well, st- you know what, though? Still, he's still got to get to the train on time, and you're still going to walk through this mess to get here once you get off the train. You know what? Actually, not too bad. If it if this holds, we got an hour 37. I think the fact that the snow is happening during the day is a big help as opposed to overnight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because then you got people out there, right. and they're plowing, and they're salting, and they're doing all that. Yes, and we do know after no snow for the last few years, we got plenty of salt. I will take an hour. I will sign for an hour 37. I think anything under two you signed for. I would think so, yeah. What do you got, Al, up there to Bradley Beach? I got an hour 28 right now. Which is how much longer than normal? About 25 minutes longer. Oh, no. Yeah. The entire uh, parkway is red. (laughs) That's not good. No. That's problematic. All right. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, let's play what the temperature is in nicer places. No, 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 no. We're dealing with (laughs) New, new, new. All right, the Rangers last night took on the Calgary Flames. Going the other way, Capo Caco with Will Cooley. Caco saved by Markstrom. And it's good. Will Cooley on the follow. And the Rangers take the lead. Yeah, it was scoreless into the second. Cooley snaps that there. And then Jimmy VC adds an empty net goal. Rangers make it five in a row. Longest winning streak right now currently in the NHL as they shut out the Flames 2-0, and Igor Shesterkin between the pipes, 30 saves for the shutout win. Here was his head coach, Peter Laviolette. I thought Shesty played a heck of a game for us, especially when there's not a lot of work in the first, and, you're, and then you relied on more in the second, and then the third, they're pushing on a one nothing game. I thought he was he was really good. And uh, Shesterkin himself says, yeah, it's a shutout, but who cares? It's more about the two points. I looked on a wins and if i get a shout out uh, i will be happy but most important wins they got the win and they've had a lot of them 34 16 and 3 they had their little dip and it seems like they've played very well since especially coming out of the all-star break as for the devils they took on the kraken and they also got a win here's he <laughs> plays it out high to foley slap shot off the post it goes in a power play goal, and the Devils lead one nothing. Yeah, from Tyler to Foley. Those guys have a good time, don't they? they Matt do. Lockler and Chico Resch having a great Why time. Why not? There. I mean, there's no reason not to. I'm just Phenomenal. saying they sound happy. Those yeah, two. absolutely. Especially they're playing well. They're you know 
five games, six games over 500 or so, whatever it is. Uh, Jack Hughes and Dawson Mercer score in the second, and they would win 3-1. Here was Toffoli. Nice job by our goalie, Nico Dawes, made 27 saves. Yeah, on, I, we had a perfect view of the, of the one save that went through the seam, and, um, you know, he's in perfect position, and uh, it definitely made some huge saves for us and played played great for us. And the Devils turn right back around tonight. Uh, they are five, so they're 26-21-4 is New Jersey. They will skate in Nashville against the Predators tonight, and you've got the Kraken, who... Uh, uh, we'll now take on the Islanders as they remain in the area. All right, just an answer to your Donovan yeah. McNabb question. It was yes. 2008. Okay. Donovan McNabb under Andy Reid, uh, because this was also under Andy Reid, and he seemed like he had the whole team prepared. Uh, Donovan McNabb didn't know that a game could end in a tie in the regular season. Okay. That's what it was. Fair enough. But So you had pieces of it in that memory of yours. Yeah, the memory is. Pieces of it. Listen, when you take an egg yolk to the face, sometimes the memory gets jogged a little bit. <laughs> These things do happen. I could. I'm, I'm so mad at myself that I wasn't videotaping. Oh, that. who would think? Well, I just wanted to show you that the yolk was cooked. Right. But what I would think, because it was one of those things that I'd never seen before, and I could have taped it and be like, this is what's going on. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to see what this looks like coming yeah. out of the microwave. Yeah. I, that wasn't totally out of the question, and I would film that. And that's not off-brand anything. That's called resourceful. <laughs> I wanted eggs. I brought eggs. How do I cook oh, eggs here? You put them in the microwave. <laughs> Patty, I'm surprised you never thought to do that. It takes two minutes, put a little salt on it. Fantastic. Good. <laughs> and then another guy reached out to me, said you put an egg in a coffee mug, a little bit of olive oil, you cover it, poached egg. Make me. I mean, that's fine, too. That's, that's called using what you have. Yeah. Pretty good. Resourceful. Pretty because good. everybody's got a microwave. Everybody. Just in case you're lost in the woods, <laughs> you'd be able to microwave your eggs. Well. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go. Most on people a, have air fryers now, right? Yeah, but we don't hear it work. Like the microwave has kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. I don't not know really. About that. No. I feel like the microwave is popular still. You still feel like it's popular? Right? I do. I feel like the, uh, you know, air fryer. Imagine how filthy it. an air fryer would be in this place. Oh my god! Just find change in there and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it would be gross. That's Belly true. button it would lint. be gross. Would be. You're not kidding. But me. even even that microwave's gross. Oh, that microwave's disgusting. The first time I did this here, I so learned is that a Sanyo that the yolk pops. I I don't know. What's the uh, manufactured uh, <laughs> name on the? I'll go grab microwave. it. Hang yeah, I, I think it's like Sanyo or something. I forget. I think it's an Odyssey microwave. <laughs> actually. <laughs> It might be. Now but, making you know, microwaves. It works great, though, and it made my eggs just fine until they ended up on my face. All right, time now for... We're going to wait to find out this brand first. Yeah, we might as well, right? Yes. Because he's going to come right back. <laughs> so Adam Boomer can get the brand of the microwave. It's not... It, you think? What do you think it is? I, I actually have no Samsung? idea. I have no idea. I, I, wait, hold on now. So you know the brand? I do. Okay, so Sanyo. No. General Electric. You got no shot. This is off-brand microwave. Oh, this China. Is China. No wonder Jerry was using it. No shot. Oh, that's why Jerry fits in not, with it. I'm not off-brand. I use Samsung. <laughs> Avanti. Uh, oh, what? Avanti. What is that? An Avanti a, microwave. Oh, could have been a Hitachi. An Avanti mm. microwave? Yeah. Never heard it. But I will tell you, it works quite well. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. Makes the bombs out of your eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who are <laughs> So Greg injured his Achilles in Vegas, as he revealed today, which, as he says, helped Eddie out in the long run. 
if I had not had the Achilles flare up of me in that walk, Eddie would still be somewhere in Vegas. Because, because of my ailment, I was able to stay on the same line as Eddie. But if I could walk like I normally do, I probably would up there with them, and Eddie would probably have been captured and, and human no, I trafficked. Was, I was not that far behind. Me and you were. were you know what, though? They probably they, He stopped and looked back a couple times. He could well, have gone even farther. I was counting farther. on him stopping and saying, where do I go, where do I go, which happened. No, I yeah. was I, I was looking back to make sure he, we weren't so far ahead of you and that you could see where we were going. Yeah. I mean, you guys are like sprinting. Yeah. Well, when I have anxiety, I could probably run a marathon. Yeah. Just I, he was flying. Flying. Yeah. So as, as Al and Gina are, are basically, they're like hovering. They're not even on the ground. They're moving so fast. And then I'm, I feel it in my Achilles. And now I'm. <laughs> Now I'm hop along. Then Eddie next to me. Oh, I had to swing my arms to try to, you know. I was like race walking. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. She looks so over there. It was incredible. So, I mean, it was just one hell of a scene. So, uh, yeah. Especially when we got to a point, he goes, "No, no, you got to go all the way over there." It's like we are moving. <laughs> you mean uh, back uh, where? Yeah, uh, we, we had were? a, a backtrack. <laughs> that angel of mercy uh, helped us out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> are you uh, telling me we got go back there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, let's go. There oh, you go. Man. Moment of the. By day. the way, our friends at PC Richard and Son they do have an Avante microwave for eighty nine ninety seven. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> that is great. New, I hope. I'm <laughs> assuming, yes. <laughs> All right. You guys, here you can buy the Melusa's microwave on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> if you'd like. Gorgio coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Did you see Alyssa Milano was at the Super Bowl? Uh, one of the many celebrities. Did you yeah, see I that? thought she was asking uh, for money so her kid could go on some baseball trip or something. <laughs> that, that is correct. I uh, mean, that's like right in your face. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's... I mean, I'm assuming she put some money into it so her son's baseball team could go on a trip. Yeah, I mean, I would I would hope that she put some money into it. So, all right, so if you don't know the story, I guess she, she asked for... She sent out a link or something with her son baseball team go to cooperstown she was raising funds for that and people are like well wait a second aren't you a celebrity did you make enough money you're now asking for your everyday people to give you money to send your son to cooperstown i don't understand and then she shows up at a, at the super bowl now i don't know how she got the tickets where she paid for them or not or i have no idea but obviously this ticket was the most expensive ticket that the super bowl has ever seen so the both those things can't exist together without criticism. Well, and she's not going by herself, right? Oh, yeah, right. Of course not. So she might have so. been a guest of somebody. Could have been, but still, it's it's not a great. She had to fly no herself way. out there. Who knows? She's a yeah. celebrity. So a lot of these celebrities don't pay for anything. No, they do I'm not. Telling you, they just don't. Yeah. And you know, people want them in in attendance. And by the way, I know Spike Lee owns his tickets. But a lot of those celebrities that end up on Celebrity Row go there, and then the Knicks required them to, you know, be allowed to be shot to be put up on a scoreboard. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that was what happened with Emily Ratajkowski, the actress and model. If they didn't like her leaving in a close game and seemingly looking like she was rooting for the other team and not being, you know, paying attention, so they said she wasn't allowed back at Celebrity Row with the free tickets. She could go and buy tickets if she'd like. Sure, yeah, but you can't be our guest ones, any right. longer, you know, because of 
because of that. Now, I wanted to ask Jerry this because I I just gotten out of the car when Al brought this story up on the warm-up show, and Jerry said he was torn about it. Like, what what is there to be torn about at the Lisa Milano story? Do you remember his take on that, Al, by any chance? I don't recall. Because I heard him, he was like, I'm torn. I just wanted to get into work because I've been torn in the car. About what? She makes enough money. Yeah. You know, and to send out a GoFundMe page for her kids so they that baseball team go to I mean Cooperstown, I mean, pay for it. Yeah. All of it. All of yeah. She probably gets residuals from charmed or something else. I'm or, sure she does. I'm sure she does well. I'm here sure comes she, Jerry. Here comes Jerry. And I'm sure she also does well. I should have asked you earlier, Jerry. I'm sorry. I'm sure she also does well in endorsements and things of that nature and appearances. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not torn by the post. That was awful. Yeah. The fact that it's not her responsibility to pay for the entire team. No, it's not either. But That's all. But, but to have her being the one asking. No, no. I, I said all of that was yeah. was horse bleep. Okay. You can't do that. Maybe right. one of the other you know, but one everybody, of the, one of the other families. But the problem is, if, if there is a GoFundMe page put together so these kids can go to Cooperstown, not everybody is as wealthy as I'm, I'm assuming, as Alyssa Milano, that are parents of these other kids. That is true. Right. You can't assume that. Unless, unless it's a private school, I don't know. Even if it is, the biggest... Well, I think it's a, just a travel team. I don't think oh, it's it a is. school team. Okay. The problem is you can't publicly ask for money when you have it, but I also don't think it's up to her to pay for the team. I mean, would it have been your responsibility to pay for all of Sydney's and Gunner's uh, events for the rest of the teams? I don't think that's fair to you. Uh, I, I would you know, agree with that. Yes. It's not. No, I yeah. I agree with that too. But then again, I'm not putting on a GoFundMe page. I, like I said, that to me was ridiculous and she should get clobbered for that. And she has but been. the people that say she should just pay for the trip, that's not fair either. I mean, not her she, responsibility. I mean, but that's, but that's why people are reacting to her post. Yeah. No, no, and I Especially agree. when she's at the Super Bowl. I agree, but I wasn't torn on the fact of her, well, why, why shouldn't she post it? No, no, that was awful. You cannot do that under any circumstance. But the other parents handle that. And then if you like, want right. I, I don't. So let's say the other parents do post something like that, and then she amplifies it, which may be what happened here. No, I it's think still, she, no, she created the post, I believe. All right. So but even if she amplified it, it would have looked bad. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like if, in other words, let's say it's a $10,000 trip. And what, there's 15, 16 kids or something. If she wanted to throw 5,000 into the kill, or the, you know, the 10, I should say. Yeah, whatever. Let's go or throw 10 grand into the kin. Uh, 10. Damn. Just throw it right in there. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. See you, kids. And then the day. rest of the parents can fill in. Right. And by the way, this could happen to you one day. Big dance trip. Yeah. Why, why are we asking for money? We got Geo oh, here. No, Big no, no. Dance kit trip? A no. dance recital, for sure. He's there are, there are cheerleading he, trips in Florida. He's not going no, on a dance recital. No, that's not what recital. I said. But if one of his daughters is on a dance uh, team and they're going to California for some big, I don't know, a, a recital or some right. competition, they need to raise money, you could make the same case. Mm. Well, why is this team looking for money? They got Geo. I yeah, think sure. what we should do is do a GoFundMe page for Geo's regulator. <laughs> you <laughs> no. could do that, too. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't think... I, listen, I was not on Charmed. I was not on no, network no, I, television. It's not fair. Much much smaller scale, but I'm, you get the point. That's all I'm well, saying. I'm starting not, to lay the foundation now with my daughters to not have activities that will ruin my life. <laughs> so you can do stuff. Like, just it's don't fine. ruin my life. Just, just make sure it doesn't ruin my life. Okay, girls? Right. <laughs> let's, go to, uh, let's go to Chris and see Clev. Chris, what's happening, brother? Hey, Boomer and Gio, good to hear you guys. Uh, what's up, Chris? Good morning. 
Yeah, so, uh, Boomer, just real quick, just to go backwards, uh, I've always attended your CF uh, events. Uh, I don't you know, uh, Herman Gans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a big supporter, yep. Love Big Herm. All his events. Yeah, and they are uh, always a spectacular event, so appreciate that, and I'm always a big supporter of your foundation. Thank you. Uh, what do you, what do you yeah, and we have some other friends up here on the North Shore that we're common friends with. Don't tell um, anybody, because I'm really a the, South Shore guy. <laughs> 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 when it comes to the uh, the Avante products, those are the cheapest products that a office can buy. Yeah, no surprise. Daniel, the Samsung. Yeah, What about TCL TVs? I've owned offices. I've sold offices. <laughs> and that's always just, you know, the, the, the easiest way out is to buy the Avante. I mean, they work and they're good and you just throw them in the garbage. So you got, <laughs> yeah, you got Chris, very good. Yeah, we've got... TCL TVs here, which I have... Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I, I've never heard of that in my life. Uh, neither one of them are working right now. And then we've got the Avanti microwave where Jerry makes explodable <laughs> eggs. Uh, Dominic in Atlantic City. What's going on, Dom? Hey, guys. What's up? What's up, Dom? You're right, you're right up against the clock, so I'm going to get right to the point. All yeah. right. Kids are off the bus at 9.30. I come home, bang, put on Boomer and Geo. What do I see? I see that tired old entry with... Sorry, Tubby Geo, who yep. lost a ton of weight, broke his ass, and why don't you guys get a new opener? Because Boomer, I know he got a little older, but Geo looks great. He got to redo it. Well, Let's yeah, do it, guys. Th- thank you, Dominic. I, I appreciate that compliment. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's a long day to record one of those things. Maybe they just do like a generic one and get us off of that. You know, the, the pictures of me and that, that thing, that'd be fun. I also need new pictures here at FAN because it, I it look like a total schlaboni. All you have to do before you go to the sports bar is just ask Stephen Waldron to get it done. Yeah, Stephen, can we uh, film a new opening, one that's convenient for our schedule sometime in the next, I don't know, a month or so? Yeah, we just spent a lot of money in Vegas, so we'll see what we can do. That doesn't sound That's like, a no. Yeah, it sounds like a no. <laughs> That's a no. It's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing it as well. Uh, all right, Steve. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, maybe we'll get Alyssa Milano to pay for it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.